Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. Uh, I forgot to do my counting and tie last week. Sorry if you guys were anticipating that, uh, but I'm going to do it this week. Are you guys ready? Okay. So this is episode 20, guys. Welcome. The big old two zero. It is Nung Song Sao Si Ha Hok Jet Bet Gao Sip, Sipet, Sip Song, Sip Si, Sip Ha, Sip Hok, Sip Jet, Sip yeah, sip gao, and then yi sip. Yay, yi sip. Yi sip is how do you say 20 in Thai. Uh, 20 in Spanish is bingte, bingte. Um, Yay. Oh, my God. Like, I was high as fuck last week. So I literally, like, listened back, and I was like, oh, bitch, you were high as giraffe pussy. Like, you fucking were just on one. So if you guys enjoyed that, you're welcome. If not, sorry. Um I'm a, I'm a little high today. Not soup soup high, but yeah, last yeah, I recorded that shit and I was like, "Girl, what the fuck were you doing?" Um, but yeah, I I like smoked some sativa, some like lemon bean, the, the strain lemon bean. It's lit. Um, and I'm high, but I'm like I don't know what I smoked last time I did the recording. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but it was like I just got off work too, so I was like tired and high and so yeah. This week, uh, so yeah, welcome back to another episode, guys. I'm just like over here rambling. Um, I appreciate you guys every week that comes in and listens. I've gotten some really great feedback when it came to the last episode I just released. Um, I believe it was, yeah, it was last week, uh, with Tiffany Williams called Pussy Control, uh, which was all about f- fertility awareness and nutrition. Um, really good conversation. I got some really good feedback saying how important it was. Like they really loved hearing that, um, that we we discussed it because it's not talked about a lot and a lot of women don't know this about their bodies and especially young women. So shout out to y'all that reached out to me and let me know that you guys enjoyed that episode. I really, really appreciate that. All the feedback is great guys, because that is how I know I'm doing a good job. And so I don't stop this. Uh, cause if no one listens to this, I'm like, Hmm. Well, I could also do nothing. So yeah, let me just do that. No, I'm just kidding. No, I could also go stretch and, you know, be a pole dancer again and strip for these hoes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no. Uh, appreciate your words of wisdom and everything like that. I really, really, it, it does a lot more to me. Like it, it really resonates with me and it, I appreciate it more than you guys will even know. So shout out to y'all have reached out to me and let me know that I'm doing a good job. Makes me think that, you know, Okay, cool. Somebody's actually caring what I'm doing. Um, This week, we have a really, really awesome guest coming on later on the show. Her name is Sabrina Boyette. She is a black traveler like myself. We are soul sisters. We're traveling soul sisters. Um, Together, me and her probably hit about 50 countries. So, uh, yeah, you know, she's going to join us later on. So this is the Traveling While Black episode. Um, but before we get into that, I did want to address something that was super, super important because, uh, you know, this COVID uh, pandemic has really taken a toll on America, the world, glo- globally, literally, global pandemic. But as of yesterday, it really did hit home for me and my friends and my best friend. So I wanted to just give a little shout out of sorrow and condolences to my best friend, Senya. Uh, She has lost her father 
and her also her grandmother um, due to COVID-19. And it is just a super, super sad um, moment. Uh, I spent, you know, my time with her, like, crying. And, you know, I lost my father um, a few years back, too. And so it is actually, you know, it's really tough. And especially now, you know, like, it, with the COVID, you know, precautions and things, like, you're not allowed to go to the hospital and be with them, you know. So it was really tough. It was really tough. And their family is, like, super, super close. So shout out to the Alfaro and Perez family. Rest in peace to Martha Perez and rest in peace to Carlo Perez. Um, and, yes, uh, and, you know, condolences to all the Alfaro and Perez family that is, is going through this hard time. I love you guys dearly. You guys are like family to me. So I did want to address that on my show. Um, you guys, it doesn't really hit you kind of heavy until somebody close to you that you know directly, you know, gets either sick or dies from this. Um, so I do encourage you guys to still, you know, try to social distance as much as you can and please do wear your masks. Um, you know, there are vaccines that are going out and that's a part of, you know, um, what we're going to discuss in the recycling of the news. But, um, you know, at the same time, there's just so many people in this world and not many vaccines out there to distribute. So they're trying to decide who to give the uh, vaccinations out to first and things. So in the meantime, while we're waiting for that and, you know, sitting down and trying to, you know, keep ourselves, you know, from going crazy, like I get it guys. Like I haven't even been sitting down, you know, you know, I've been traveling and stuff like that. So, uh, but at the same time, you know, it's like, I've been doing, you know, my due diligence. I like actually like, you know, got tested, found out, you know, I know I'm negative, antibodies so I'm not harming myself or other people but you know um you know if you don't have antibodies and if you've never had COVID before you know you don't know whether or not this is going to hit you um hit your you know your body like you, basically this virus attacks your lungs so you just never know you don't ever know if you're going to have those no symptoms or if you're going to be the ones that are you know god forbid in the hospital on ventilators. So it's just a matter of just being safe and, you know, hanging there, guys. I sad to say it, but we looks like we have a whole nother year of this. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that people, I think we as human beings are really, you know, we're resilient. We can, um, we can find the light in the dark, you know, a lot of good has come from this at the same time. So I encourage you guys to just focus on that. But, you know, Please be cognizant of, you know, what you're doing, who you're putting in danger, you know, just, yeah, it sucks. It really does suck. So I just wanted to take a moment with that. Uh, I don't want to bring the whole episode down because um, this is going to be a really good episode, really, really good conversations uh, for my travelers out there or travel inspired people or want or people that want to travel. Um, really great conversations coming up later, but let's get into it. Let's get into the sexy sustainability for this week, guys, um, this week, uh, like a coworker of mine told me about this and I was like, let me do my research. Like, this is interesting. So he told me that there was a fungus that could actually like eat away at plastic, which I was like, what? This is great. Um, cause you know, we got hella plastic in the world. So, uh, I, lo- I did some Googles. I did, I, you know, I hit up Googleisha 
and I found this article on CNN.com that states fungi, bleh, fungi, fungi could solve world's plastic crisis, scientists say. Scientists say. So um, the scientists say they have found an unlikely ally in the fight against plastic pollution, and it is fungus, uh, which is, you know, fungi or mushroom, you know, whatever. There's photos of, like, this, like, giant-ass mushroom. Um in the article, but like they basically say they found a fungus that can break down plastics in weeks rather than in years, which is huge because you know we just have like fucking mountains and mountains of fucking landfills of plastic that are just like all over the world and in our oceans. So um, it's really exciting. This article says that this is incredibly exciting because it is such a big environmental challenge um, and it could be the solution to a greater problem. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is an article. I guess they're still doing research, but, um, you know, it's just they have been, like the article states that uh, there have been growing calls to eliminate single use plastics across the business world with ocean plastic waste predicted to triple by 2015. Yeah, super depressing. Um, you know, literally now, like, they're just finding plastic everywhere, you know, and in, even in like, you know, if it's in the ocean. So now like the animals like that fish are consuming plastic and we consume the fish. So in a sense, we are eating plastic too, guys. So, um, yeah, it's super, super important to do your part. I mean, I do this every week and I don't mean to be this preachy ass hippie, but at the same time, we can be doing something as people, everyday people living our regular ass, regular, regular, schmegular lives. Okay. You know, we can, you know, I know now with COVID, it's just like really tough because Grocery stores are not, you know, they're asking us not to bring in our own, um, you know, reusable bags to like shop and things like that, which makes my heart just fucking sink. But, um, you know, we have to try at least, you know, please stop buying plastic bottles, plastic water bottles. Why the fuck are you buying plastic water bottles anymore? I mean, there are so many other options. There are reusable water bottles. Fill that shit up with water. Take that everywhere you go. I have one that never leaves my bag. I literally have that in my purse 24-7, okay? Um, so please do the same. Um, I mean, when it comes to, yeah, just like, at, you know, when you're at the grocery store. If if you're only buying, like, five items, you know, and it's just not, nothing, it's not so cumbersome to, like, hold, say no to the plastic bag and just carry it to your car and then have the recyclable bag in your car and put it in there. Like, I've done that all the time. You know, people look at me crazy. I'm at the store and they're like, would you like a bag? Or they start putting things in a bag. I'm like, no bag, please. And they're just like, what? I'm like, I don't need a fucking bag. There's, you know, you could just give it to me. You know, I have hands. I'll hold it. My car's right there. I can go put it in a bag in my car. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like, you know, my way of trying, you know? So if everyone kind of has that mindset, we can reduce this. We can reduce plastic waste around the world. So, um, so that's it, guys. That's just all I wanted to kind of put out there. Let's just talk about that article because I thought that was super interesting um, and gives me a little hope, gives me a little hope. So they're still doing research. They're still like studying this fungus. So hopefully soon, you know, that fungus can really help, you know, cons- like eat away at all the fucking plastic in the world that make my heart sing. So, yeah. So that's this week's Sexy Sustainability. Um, I did want to dive into the recycling of the news. So, guys, as you know, we have officially a new president. Yes, President 
motherfucking Cheeto is out of the fucking office. Kick rocks, nigga. We don't need you. We don't want you. Fuck out of here. I mean, not everyone. Like, there was 75, 75 million people that voted for his bitch ass. And <laughs> we saw that when the cap when the capital terrorism happened, you know, when the fucking pro- pro-Trump supporters went and attacked the Capitol in a terrorist attack. So we know y'all are loud and wrong. Uh, I fully got my life uh, going on the social medias and looking up the like no fly list and like seeing all these white fucking like racist pro- Trump supporters getting their ass snatched up and taken to jail because their asses were at the Capitol wreaking havoc. I mean, no offense or like, I mean, seriously, like that's the least they get. Like when it comes to like, if that was black and brown people, they would have been shot dead immediately there. So there would have been like pools of blood all over the Capitol. So the fact that y'all even have your lives still, you know, yeah, you should be thankful. Um, but yeah, I fully got my life getting all those, seeing all those motherfuckers like snatched off of airlines, snatched off of planes, snatched up at the fucking, um, uh, airports. I fully got my life, but also also, some of these motherfuckers were loaded boots. They had money, money because we saw these niggas take private jets. Like we saw this one bitch fucking get on a private jet trying to fly home, and they say, "Bitch, nah." Like I'm t- like the caucasity of it all. Ugh. Anyways. I have been like when I'm at work though. Like people have like come up to me and I'm like, "Oh, how's your day going?" Da 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 da. And they will straight up be like, oh, my God, it's so much better now that after Wednesday. Like, oh, my God, like, I can actually breathe. And it's like like a white, old white man or whatever telling me that. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, we can actually, like, we I see you. You know, I can actually, it's like, it's funny because it's like, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I have, we have a multitude of clients. Like, and obviously I'm not going to discriminate. Like, you know, you're, it's my job. Like, I'm going to be nice to you. Like, have a good day, whatever. But, uh, you know, we'll have the, like, fucking you know old school white dudes with their fucking like american flags all over their like bodies and their masks like like they just have the fucking flag like you know posted all over themselves it's like making a statement you know they walk into the you know the spot and they'll be like you know and i'm just like ah okay so we know where you were at you know when uh the capital terrorism thing happened so yeah you were on a motherfucking flight out there in dc huh um yeah but um you know, I just say, hey, have a good day. But the ones that like, like tell me like straight up, like, nah, like I'm on your side. Fuck Trump. He's a piece of shit. Like, da, 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 da. you know, so we'll just be like, oh my God. Right. Like I can actually breathe. Like, so yes, yeah, you know, diving right on in, you know, uh, according to my favorite, 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 um, uh, news station but i am in chicago guys so my chicago news comes from wbez uh, wbez it's an npr news station here in chicago so one article that they posted states that biden unveils his new national strategy for the pandemic uh so president joe biden has been getting busy boots getting in there and signing all these orders to get shit done which i fucking appreciate um, some of those include um, he ordered agencies to use like defense produ- uh, production acts to ramp up like vaccines and 95 masks, gowns, gloves, you know, for the um, frontline workers. And then, uh, you know, basically trying to get more vaccinations and testing supplies so we can get this ball going, saving lives, getting these vaccinations out there. Um, but. When doing so, while Biden's trying to you know sign all these orders and get this shit going, 
he did discover that the like the Biden administrators have said that they were shocked that the Trump administration had no vaccination plan to hand over. Uh, this is reported from the New York Times. Um, so yeah, uh, the CNN said there is nothing for us to rework. We are going to have to build everything from scratch. So Biden takes over the fucking presidency from President Cheeto and discovers that these niggas in office that were running the fucking country for four years during a pandemic, global pandemic, have done nothing when it comes to a vaccination plan. You guys, that was, you know, the prez. That was the president. So, yeah, yeah. For you girls out there that stand for President Cheeto, what say you now? You know, like, they're showing proof that this nigga was in here doing... What the fuck was he doing? Nigga was golfing every weekend, not doing his damn job. Like, I'm done. So fucking happy that nigga's out of fucking office. Uh, what else? So Pelosi's still trying to impeach this motherfucker. He's, I guess they're trying to say that it's going to come, you know, they're going to speed things up and it's going to be, you know, impeachment's going to be starting next week on Monday. So we'll see. I'm like not even holding my breath because who, who, like, what does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if that's going to keep him from, from running for presidency again, all, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? But I did hear too that like just because he was impeached twice or something like that, he still can run or it's not going to keep him from trying to run for presidency again. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. So that's just like, whatever. I can't, I'm just like fucking so done. I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk about him anymore. You know what? Cause fuck him. He's not an off. He's not a president anymore. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. I'm not talking about him no more. Anyways. So, uh, Biden also signs exclusive orders uh, providing more economic relief to struggling Americans. He has signed over a a flurry of executive orders today, um, and including the the, he including he waits for Congress to sign off on his one point nine trillion dollar stimulus package. Um, That's including you know um, you know increasing you know wages and then also like unemployment wages and also like the food stamps uh for people to you know get food on their tables uh and he's also trying to um oh yeah also like if you're a worker and you quit your job uh due to safety concerns during the pandemic he's still trying to he's trying to um say that you're going to still get unemployment so he's trying to push that as well um, cause people just don't want to, uh, that was me actually. I had a, like, I got a job, like this whack ass fucking, uh, pyramid scheme ass job and like towards like the mid, in the middle of the pandemic, which caused me to be literally in front of millions of like, not millions, what am I, what the fuck, like hundreds of people a day. And I was like, I'm not here for this. This is not for your girl. And so I did quit. So like, I'm like, yeah, I'm all for that. Cause I was like, I'm not trying to fucking, and it, the job sucked ass. It was a total whack it was literally a scheme. It was a pyramid scheme. It was a scam. So, um, but he's trying to do that. And then he's also trying to boost the minimum wage for federal workers and contractors to $15 an hour, which what guys, it's just so sad to me that our minimum wage is so low. It's just like, literally no one can fucking pay their rent and eat and like enjoy life. If you're getting paid such a little wage, it's so tough. Like, like when I lived in Australia, the minimum wage was like $26 an hour. I don't know, something ridiculous. It was like $26 an hour or some shit. Like it was just like so much better. And literally like everyone got a livable wage. And so like life was easy in a sense of like you go to work, you know, you don't have to stress about like getting tips because they don't tip in Australia. It's included in your wage. Like it's just like such an easy way of living. Like 
I hate that here in America we have all these like stipulations like oh my god like all these um food um the food industry people you know like the restaurant industry people like that live off tips you know what I mean like it's just it's such a pressure that they have to like endure every day like you know whatever I don't want to get into that but it just makes me fucking sad but anyways um, let's see what else Biden's doing. Biden's, he's also, uh, signed an executive order that protects LGBTQ people from discrimination in schools and the workplace and in healthcare. So that's exciting. So he's really getting some shit done. It sounds like he's really getting to work. Really appreciate that. Um, oh my God, I saw this shit and I was like, what is this fucking, what caucasity ass shit is this? So apparently, again, this is according to WBEZ News, the NPR station, uh, Chicago Police Union president faces more calls to resign after controversial comments on the U.S. Capitol attack. Uh, so, yeah, I guess like when the Trump, the pro-Trump terrorists attacked the Capitol, uh, the police, the Chicago Police Union president made a comment that was super problematic. And they're now like, oh, nigga, like you need to get the fuck out of office because you are a racist motherfucker that supports treason and and fucking you know terrorists on the country so he basically said i'm trying to find the quote right now so let's see oh okay so the evening of the attempted coup on the u.s capitol uh the police the police uh chicago police union president said it was a quote. It was a bunch of pissed off people that feel an election an election was stolen somehow, some way. He says later, adding, "I don't have any doubt that something shady happened in this election." And then it says here that he later apologized after he was criticized by the leader of the National Fraternal Order of Police. So yeah, he basically like said like, "Oh, I get it. I get why they mad. I kind of you know I I'm here for it. Like they're mad because." The election was shady as fuck. Like, why did Trump not win? Like, fuck out of here, yo. Like, that is something. And that's the person. That's the president, the Chicago Police Union president that says this shit. Hmm. Hmm. Yet, didn't they fucking kill cops out there? Like, didn't they fucking bludgeon a cop or like multiple cops out there during this whole protest slash terrorist attack? Like, what? Oh, my God. I cannot. Like, Y'all over here preaching like blue lives matter, all this bullshit yet. Really? But it, when, when the cops turned on y'all, that's when you were like, oh, we're not BLM. We're not BLM. Why are you not on our side? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, anyways, I don't want to get into that because that is a whole nother fuck. That guy could be here for hours talking about that bullshit. Anyway, I just wanted to give you guys the, you know, the highlights. So yeah, let me just get to it. Um, also, uh, do you guys remember the Olympics? <laughs> Yeah, is that still happening? Uh, the Tokyo Olympics are six months away. Are they still on? That's the question that is in this article. Um, so basically, the Olympics are set to be in Tokyo in July, July 23rd. Um, they're still like in like Japanese officials say the games can safely move forward. They're saying, um, oh, and this is the Olympic torch relay is set to begin on March 25th. Okay. That's around the corner. Um, and then they said that 80% of Japanese think that the game should be canceled or postponed again, uh, according to a poll that they had there. Uh, but yeah, they are, I guess they're still going forward with it. Um, but you know what, guys? Like, in America, aka the ghetto, um, we are not doing good with our numbers and COVID is running rampant. Like, she is out here in these streets fucking up everybody's life. But in other parts of the world, it's like 
like they got that shit together. Like I have my homegirl that lives in Melbourne, Australia. She tells me that it's summertime there now. It's wintertime in, in, you know, if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, um, wintertime here, uh, Southern Hemisphere, they are in summertime. They're out in these streets, living it up like it's, you know, like nothing's going on. Uh, she told me that they went like a hundred and something days without, with zero COVID cases. Like, uh, and if they did have any, they were like, literally like they would take those individuals and put them in a hotel and they were like, they would really quarantine. Like, you know, here they say like, oh, quarantine yourself, like stay inside your house. Like, but there's no enforcing it. Like no one's enforcing it. So it's like, we're just like trusting people that they, you know, if they're traveling, coming home, that they're going to quarantine themselves, which how many people actually do? Hmm. That's why our numbers are, you know, suck. Um, so yeah, um, literally in New Zealand, there are no cases. There's no COVID out there. You can go to the grocery store, no mask, just like it was in what, 2016. Like there's no mask. Like it's just like a whole nother world. You know, obviously New Zealand and Australia are like, you know, they're secluded parts of the world where like they're giant ass islands where they're just like off by themselves. So like they did great when it came to the pandemic. Um, they like were in lockdown for like all of the beginning when the lo- when the lockdown officially hit America it was like what like here in Chicago I think it was like officially like March mid March like mid like the thirteenth of March or something like that of twenty twenty and like we but then in the summertime everything opened back up you know people can't couldn't sit down so then like they, everything was just like open Australia was on lockdown the entire time like my homegirl was going through it she would tell me all the time like bitch I'm still in lockdown and we were out here kicking it up in America. So now the tables have turned. We are going the fuck through with, um, with our numbers in COVID and they're out there living their best life, you know, in the summertime, COVID free, you know, like, yes, they, um, from what she tells me in Australia, like they're, they still encourage them to wear masks indoors and things like that, but it's summertime now. So like everyone outside is just not wearing a mask, living their best life. There's shows again, there's, events like it's just like a whole nother world so shout out to australia shout out to new zealand that did it right i australia is my second home i love fucking melbourne so much can't wait to go back don't know when that the fuck's gonna be but um yeah just a little note for that so guys like you know when it comes to the tokyo olympics i don't know i actually don't know how things are in japan i had a friend that lived there right now i don't know if he still is living there right now but uh yeah, I don't know how the numbers are there. So maybe they're not doing too well or I don't know. But they, I mean, there's a, there's always this like the economy needs like, you know, things to move again. So they're just like kind of pushing things forward, which is the reason why we're still in this fucking shit show, you know. And then also on another note, it looks like um, here in Chicago, uh, like if you live in the Chicagoland area or if you give a shit about Chicago, uh, we are still in lockdown, but in a sense of like no bars or no restaurants were able to be indoors and, and be in service. But as of like, I guess this weekend, um, which could be right now, actually, when this episode airs, actually, yeah, when this episode, when this episode airs, uh, Chicago, Chicago area bars and restaurants will be open indoor. Um, the indoor service has going to be, is going to resume and it's going to be a capacity of like 25% or 25 people, uh, per room. So, yeah, they're going to open back up the restaurants and the bars. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that really directly, in, in, you know, affects me and my family because a lot of us are in the restaurant industry. So, you know, 
we need to work. So it's, it's just like, it's crazy. So, and, but the fact that like, I just, for me, it's like, I didn't see it for these fucking bubbles outside. Like they would have you, instead of you can eating out indoors, you're going to sit in a fucking bubble outside freezing, you know, like, come on, like that's better for COVID. Like that makes no sense. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's going to happen or that already happened. So yeah, we're out here, you know, restaurants going to be bustling again and, and people that are sick of cooking at home are going to be out eating this food. They're going to go to restaurants. I mean, Valentine's Day is around the fucking... Oh, that's why. That's why they're such in a rush to like open restaurants and shit. Because guess what? Valentine's Day is around the fucking corner. And that's like a huge day in the restaurant and bar scene. So yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. Because they're like, we want to make some shmoney for... Um, yeah, we want to make some shmoney when it comes to uh, Valentine's Day. So that makes all the sense in the world. Wow, wow, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's it for recycling of the news, guys. Oh, and then on another quick note, um, unemployment rates are ridiculous. Like they're still really high. The US economy continues to shed jobs. Uh, last week, they uh, 900,000 Americans filed for unemployment. Um, yeah, so, and then... Uh, Another 400,000 claims were filed for the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, which is an emergency program to help gig workers and self-employed workers. So um, that's kind of why, I guess, you know, President Trident, wow, President Trident, oh my God, sickening, like in, like in the, you know, like in a Little Mermaid, cute, sorry, anyways, tangent, um, President Biden, he's pushing Congress to approve that $1.9 trillion package because it's going to give out another round of stimulus pack, um, payments. And yeah, that'll help out people too that are like still unemployed. So, all right, I've talked enough. Wow. Shut the fuck up, Kim. Let's get to the main topic. I'm excited, guys. Me and Sabrina had such a good conversation. Um, so yeah, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, Sabrina's going to join us and it's going to be the Traveling While Black episode. Stay tuned. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. And we are back. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Kimboology. This time we got a guest in the building. Burr, 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 burr. We got my girl Sabrina here. Say hi, Sabrina. Hey, hi. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you guys, this is the Traveling While Black episode. So we are two black women that have have a good amount of stamps on our passport, I would say. Right, Sabrina? I think I think we got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we've done our share. You know, we've been on a few planes here and there. So you know, I really want to, I really, obviously, travel is so huge in my life. And I'm blessed to have really special people that also share that same love for travel. And Sabrina and me actually have a history. We went to college together. We went to uni together. Uh, we both went to fashion school together. But I be- wasn't I design and you were merchandising, right, Sabrina? Yeah. So you were definitely. Actually, I started off in design, and I was you like, did. Yeah, you I did. Really, I got really pissed off one day, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And so I switched to marketing and management. So that's that's what happened, yeah. and that's how you enjoy. Yeah, like got yeah. yes, okay. Because I was like, how did I fucking like? Because I remember having classes with you and everything, and then all of a sudden. You know, we obviously, when the, when the program got deeper into our um, majors, we kind of like split off, but we always were cool and we always stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sabrina here, she is a world-renowned traveler. 
Uh, she has seen the world. She's lived abroad, guys. So I'm really super excited to talk to her about it because we both we both actually were like experiencing these things together, but on different sides of the world. Me in Australia, her in Thailand, believe it or not. Uh, my mother's home country. So that's why I'm like, I got to talk to Sabrina. So <laughs> first things first, I want Sabrina to introduce herself, tell us about you and all that stuff, girl. Ooh, child. <laughs> the pressure. Sabrina. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I can tell you about myself as far as travel goes. Um, I've always liked traveling. Like, the first time I actually left the Midwest, I think I was, uh, no. The first time I got on a plane leaving the Midwest, I went to New York when I was, like, 16. And I was like, oh, my God, there's so much more, like, out here than what's right here in Indianapolis, you know? So, at that point, I was like, I just have to get out of here. All throughout high school, I was like, I'm getting out of here. My parents were like, you want to go to school, like somewhere else. And I wanted to go to New York. They were like, you can go in Chicago because there's family there. Okay, that's fine. Went to school in Chicago, loved it. Like Chicago was bay, literally. So then like while I was in college, you know, we had to finish a internship. And a lot of people yeah. were going to like New York. They were going to LA. And yeah. my ass, I was like, mm, I want to do something totally different. So I like researched this program took my black ass to London when I was like, that's right. You went to London. I remember now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So interned in London and I was like, yeah, I'm out of here, you know? And like throughout college, I traveled a little bit. Like I went to Jamaica with one of my older sisters for a spring break. And I was like, Hmm, I was like, I'm definitely getting out of here because you know, it's totally different. Yeah. Um, Ended up moving back to Indianapolis after college working in corporate America. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do this right now. The ghetto. How can I like travel <laughs> and make money. And so basically that's how I ended up in Thailand. Cause I was like, I just got to go. And I left. Yes. Now. Okay. So yeah, that, I completely forgot that you did your internship in London. Cause I remember that too. Cause this is before I even started traveling too. Like I was like, so envious of you girl. I was like, Girl, look at my girl in London. Like, I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like, that's dope. And like, yeah, I remember that. I do. Because then I remember you came back. We tried, We like caught up. But then, yeah, you moved back home. And then, um, yeah, I don't. But what was it that like brought you to Thailand? You said you just had to get out of here. But like, why Thailand? So I feel like I remember you talking about Thailand. And then there was another girl that was actually from Thailand. And her and I had worked on a project together. Um, and she was showing me pictures and I was just like, that's really cute. I was like, I'm going to go there one day. So when I was like working in my little corporate America jobs, I was just like, I fucking hate this shit. I was like, I'm about to get the fuck out of here. I was like, but where am I going to go? And like, what am I going to do? So in my mind, I'm like trying to figure out like, how am I going to get out of here? Because at this point I thought about you and I thought about the other girl and I was like, I'm going to Thailand. Like, that's just it. So, yeah, that's basically what happened. I got tired of corporate America and I just kind of remembered college and I was like, Thailand, like, why not? I had researched it. I was like, okay, it seems like a decent place for single black women to go. So I did it. That's so dope. Because it's like, like you said, like people like you thought out the box from jump. Because you were always like, hmm, you know, like you weren't thinking about, oh, go to L.A., you know, like let me go like. It's just like, boom, Thailand, like <laughs> where they don't like yeah. that. That is not English is not the first language. You know what I'm saying? So like that never dawned on you. That never scared you. Like going to a country where like they don't speak English. Like, well, I mean, I think it wasn't 
it wasn't that bad for me considering the couple months that I had already done in Europe with my internship. Like I did travel outside of London. I went to other countries where English wasn't the first language. Okay. So I was just like, mm, I'll be fine. And whatever, in my mind, I was just like, this shit gonna have to work out because I'm going. So. Right. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna yeah. happen. So yeah. how many countries have you been to, Sabrina? Girl. Do you know your count? So I counted, and honestly, I'm not even going to lie, girl. When I counted, I was like, this is a disappointing number. Why? Because I feel like I have, I want to go so many more places. Well, same, same. I want to go, like, there's probably not, I'll probably go anywhere. Girl, there's like 15, 16, 17, in between that range. That you've been to so far? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's a fucking healthy number, girl. You know what I'm saying? Seeing as how, like... How many Americans, like, don't really get out of their damn comfort zone, get out of their damn, like, state, so to speak? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have so many family members that never left the country. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, girl, like, it's this. I, but I get what you're saying, too, when you're like, oh, this is not enough. This is not many. Right. Like, you, know, you, need more, you need more stamps on your fucking passport. You need more. Just kind of like niggas and bodies. We are like that with. Okay, <laughs> bitches and stamps. Hello? Bitches and stamps. Oh my God. <laughs> bitches and stamps. Let's make that that's some merch. <laughs> Let's get that on some fucking t shirts right there. Yeah, that's that my night. <laughs> yes, yes. Bitches and stamps. Yes, I live. Yeah, because literally that's what it is. It's like, how many more stamps can I get in my passport? How many more countries can I get under my belt? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, I never really got, I didn't know how many countries you've been to. And I, I never knew, but I didn't know that like, you've been to countries like I haven't been to. And she's like, you guys, so she's, li- so basically I think it was a time where I was living in Australia. You moved to Thailand though, at, at a point you were living there for a year or so. And then you moved ho- back home, but then you ended up moving back to Thailand and like stay there for another couple of years or something like that. Right. Am I wrong? Yeah. So I went actually... The first time that I went, like everything was planned out. I was like, I know I'm going to be here for six months because I was in two of my really close friends' weddings. So I was like, if I leave at this point, I'll be able to be there for six months. And then literally, as soon as I come back, I'm in the weddings. And then that was it. Like, that was my plan. Sabrina, that's like literally the same thing that happened to me. Like, literally, I was living in Australia six months and I had to go back home, be in my brother, be in my brother's wedding and go to my homegirl's wedding that same, because they were getting married the same weekend. And then I went back to Australia to finish off my six months. Ah. Same shit. That's well, crazy. See, like, when I came home, I was here for like a year. And oh, then, you stayed home a little longer? Yeah, okay. I stayed okay. home for a year. And then girl, I think I just got really stressed out. Like I was damn near like borderline depressed. And I was like, you know what? I got to get the fuck back out of here. Because I think after you live outside of this shit, like you really have a different perspective of what living is and how you don't have to deal with certain shit. So like me being home for that year, it was, it was a rough year, you know? And I was just like, I don't actually have to deal with this. So bye. Right. Like I, no bullshit. I bought a one-way plane ticket. I text my family and my few little friends. And I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. They were like, where are you going? I was like, back to Bangkok. They were like, when? I was like, in two weeks. And then I was like, whatever, I'm gone. And right. I didn't know how long I was staying. I didn't have a plan. Like, fucking YOLO at its finest. Right. I just fucking left. And then I stayed for a year and a half. So yeah, in okay. total, I lived in Thailand for two years. Got you. Okay. That's, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I know you moved there. You were there for a good month. 
good chunk and then you move back and then you move back and then i think i thought the second stint you were there longer than your first stint girl, so moving, yeah shit. girl the way things are fucking headed shit yeah. I, might, I might use my thai passport and join your ass girl this shit good. is the ghetto earth is the ghetto okay oh, earth is ghetto what was that what so was that? Definitely use that passport. Girl. I mean, like, okay, so yeah, we'll get it. I want oh, I do have questions for you too, but like I don't want to get all the way off track here. Um, yeah, so Sabrina, that's like so Sabrina, you've lived in Thailand. Now, what did you do when you were living in Thailand? If you don't mind me asking. Oh yeah, no problem. Um, the first time I was there for the six months, I was teaching English at an all-girls Christian boarding school. Interesting. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Sabrina. <laughs> really time, though. Like honestly, like I made really good friends working there. I mean, and it was an it was an experience. So um, I mean, it's funny how I landed the job, but how did you it, land it? You never I don't think I know that story. Um, okay. So, oh hi boo-boo. Look at your kitty trying to join us. Oh yes. He's so cute. Um so the first time that I went to Thailand, I didn't know where I wanted to live, right? So in my mind, I was like, I've already done Chicago. I've already done London. So I'm like, since I've done two big cities, maybe I don't want to do a big city again. So I was very against living in Bangkok. Okay. So I was like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to couch surf. So I couch surfed in Bangkok. And then I couch you surfed. You did. And then I couch surfed in Chiang Mai. So when I was in Chiang Mai, I was like, fuck it. I'm just about to stay here. I was tired of lugging all of my fucking suitcases around, but I couldn't find like a teaching job. Okay. Because it was very close to the time where everybody was like about to start school. So there was a girl that I met my second night in Bangkok and she ended up being in Chiang Mai the same time as me. So we like hung out, went to little places and she was like, you should just come back to Bangkok there are more jobs, you get paid more. And I was like, mm. eh, I don't know. I was like, I don't even have anywhere to stay in Bangkok. She was like, well, just come stay with me. I was like, okay. <laughs> so here my happy ass goes back right. to um, So I literally stayed with her. She called me one day and she was like, the director is looking for a teacher. Do you want to interview? I said, okay. Boom. Boom. When I interviewed, he said, can you start in two days? I said, sure. Literally left the interview, found an apartment paid the money for the apartment the next day, moved in the following day, and then started the job the day after that. Wow. God. Look at the universe and like God just providing, <laughs> like manifesting it, girl. Like I yeah. live. Yeah. That's, that's similar to how, not like, no, I mean like, you know, in a sense of like finding people along the road of traveling and then got finding those connections and then that leading to something. Cause that's what happened with me when I was, backpacking and I was in Australia I met this homegirl of mine she was Italian uh shout out to Margarita she will be on the show soon she lived in she's from Italy but then she was living in Sydney at the time because I was traveling in Sydney and then uh she told me she was moving to Melbourne Mm -hmm. Melbourne and so I was like, okay, but this is like when I was backpacking, I had no intention of moving to fucking Australia at all. I was just like backpacking, whatever, living my life. So then when I moved back home, girl, same, I was like, let me get the fuck out of here. I'm done with America, <laughs> done. And I remember homegirl was like, I'm living in Melbourne, you know, like, so I hit her up on some random shit. Like, hey, you know, how's Melbourne, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, I'd never been to Melbourne. I never even went. I just like heard all good things about the vibes there. They mm-hmm. told me it was a lot like Chicago. Like the food was dope. The people were dope. I was like, all right, you know, fuck it. 
you only YOLO, literally, like literally, right? Girl, I fucking sold all my shit, bought my one one way ticket to fucking Melbourne, and she let me stay with her. Yeah, yeah, she let me stay with her. I slept in the same bed with her girl for like a month while I looked for jobs and I looked for a place for my own. And yeah, thank God, thank God for our people, right? Our traveling people that really helped us out. I think. With the kind of traveling that you and I like to do, um, you definitely find your tribe. You definitely do. People that understand it, people that get it, people that are open to helping, people that will be resourceful. Everybody is not that person. But I think the kind of people that you and I are, we find that. That's like necessary for us to find. Not even because we need to sleep on your couch or in your bed or we need you to help us find a job, but a lot of people don't understand us. Yeah. So it's definitely necessary to have our little travel tribe. Amen, girl. Yeah, literally. Like I can't even, I can't even tell you how many people were like, wait, what? You moving? Like you going traveling for how long? Cause I, you know what I mean? You, I'm like, I'm going to make it worth my while. So whenever I would travel, girl, I'd be gone for like a month, two months, three months. (laughs) Right. Go for two weeks or a week. I'm going to get out of that. (sighs) Your girl was not about that life. So that's why I like, and that's really how I racked up my 34 countries because when I was in Asia, I took advantage of all those countries that were super close to like areas and stuff like that. And then when I was in Australia, same shit. Like, cause I always just like wanted to like get them stamps, bitch, you know, bitches and stamps. So yeah, I, I completely like, it is something that people won't understand. And it's like, that's kind of why I want to join the podcast. So we can kind of like give people a little taste in our minds and stuff. So like, I mean, especially like, remember when I went to visit, it was my 29th birthday and I went to Asia for... I don't even remember how that happened. Girl, I was backpacking for like a month in Asia. And I always... So like basically because I have... Because of my mother, like I'm Thai and I have my Thai passport. Mm-hmm. Thailand's always... Thailand and Bangkok in general is always like my central hub. So I will like travel all throughout, you know, like I'll go to Bangkok. And then from Bangkok, I'll go ahead and like go to Laos or go to like Vietnam or go to, actually I haven't been to Vietnam yet. I'm lying. Uh, I'm like, what am I saying? Uh, going to Cambodia, go, you know, just going to like, yeah. and like, and then actually bitch, didn't I, didn't I lo- like use your apartment to like leave some of my stuff for a little bit or something while I went to travel to Cambodia or some shit. I, I can't remember. remember. I just remember yeah. you staying with me for a couple of days. I was like, yeah, girl, come on. It's fine. Yeah. The boat party. Like, yes, bitch. Yeah. I spent my 29th birthday with Sabrina on a boat party <laughs> in Thailand. And it was dope because there were so many black people there. Like, right. And that's enough. That kind of leads to the other question. It's like, I wanted to ask you, like, did you see a lot of people of color as like, do you remember seeing a lot of people of color, black people, Mexican, but you know, whatever have you like, as you were traveling, did you see that? So (laughs) yes and no. So the first time that I was in Thailand for that six month stint, no, I like saw two black women and we were getting off of the train and I was like, oh my God, I was like, (laughs) they were like, and so I went out to eat with them. They actually introduced me to this really dope Italian restaurant, not far from my apartment at the time. And then there was another black girl and she came out to eat with us. And so, you know, it was like cute. And then there was a black guy that I saw um, that, I think he lived like down the street from me, some kind of way, whatever. And that was it. Um, I mean, there were a lot of colored people, which are South Africans, you know, I saw a lot of them. Um 
And then that's pretty much it the first time that I was there. Mm-hmm. The second time, honey. Girl, you found every Black person, like, honey. in Bangkok. But this is how it happened, though. So I was in Laos because I was uh, doing a visa run. Uh-huh, and yes. I'm up at the counter. I was by myself. This um, older Black woman approaches me. And she was like, hey, where are you from? And I was like, Indiana. And she turned around to this guy. She was like, I told you she was from my country. And I was like... So I turned around or whatever, um, and there was a black guy with her. If I remember, I you know what? I don't know. I'm not even because I don't remember where he's from. So basically, long story short, she told me that they made a bet about where I was from. Really? Yes, yes, girl. She told me that they made a bet because she was like, oh, she's from the States. And he was like, no, she's from South America. She was like, no, I know my people. So Ah. she made the bet and then he had to buy her drinks for the entire night. That's crazy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just betting on you. Betting on me. Goddamn. Okay. So whatever. This, I don't even remember what month it was, but then I was on a date one night and this woman, she texted me because I stayed in touch with her. And she was like, there's a meetup by your house. You should come. And I was like, by my house? Like, why is anybody even close to where I live? You know? Yeah. It was like, whatever. The date was fucking trash. So I just made up some lame ass excuse. And I was like, gotta go. Bye. I left. I walked into this room. And I'm telling you, it was just like lined with the black folks. And this was like Thanksgiving weekend. And I was mm. like, all you motherfuckers live in Thailand? And they were like, Yeah. So a lot of people were in Bangkok from different parts of Thailand for like, I guess, Thanksgiving. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But I don't, I don't even know how everybody knew like about, girl, I don't even fucking know. I don't know how that shit happened. So yeah. So that's how I got acquainted with all these other black people that I met in Thailand. Okay. From this. So it was meetups, right? Meetups. Well, this the one woman that I met. She told me to come. Oh, to the she meetup. told you about me. Okay, yeah. got you, she got was like, you. Okay, a bunch of black people. You should come. And I was. It like, wasn't meetups.com because that's a thing, right? Meetups.com. I used- thing. Yeah, maybe that's how they connected, but I wasn't okay. a part of that at the time, so I didn't know. Mm. She just invited me like randomly and told me, right? Like, yeah. So yeah, and then I made friends with some of those people and then we started hanging out and then I started meeting other black people and other black people and then it yeah. was a thing. It was just a fucking thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. I was like shocked because like I remember when I went to visit you and I was like on the boat like, damn, all these black people are in Thailand. Right. This is fucking lit. Like I was like really shocked because like, yeah, well, I mean, because especially since all my experiences are like, like, well, I went to Thailand. I've been to Thailand a handful of times, mm-hmm. but like, I would usually go on my own or go visit family. And I just never experienced it on that level when I went to visit you. It was right. so special and very like unique. Mm-hmm. And like, what I feel like a lot of people that don't know about this travel life is that there are a lot of like expats. Expats are people that are basically people that, that are not from that country that live in that country, mm-hmm. right? So like, I was an expat when I was living in Australia. Sabrina was an expat when she was living in Thailand. So that's, if, you, if you're not from America and you live here, you're an expat. That's kind of like a, Nick. I don't, I don't even know what the fuck it, what does it stand for? I don't even know. Expat. I don't know. Girl, bye. Don't uh, Google it. <laughs> Girl, I'm like, expat. What that at one point. Right. I was just like, I know I was one. I don't know what it stands for, but yeah. Uh, and so Sabrina, you mentioned you were doing a visa run. So like a visa run, guys, is... Basically, now correct me, Sabrina, if I'm wrong, but 
But basically, a visa run is if you're living in a country and like you have a specific, basically when you have a visa to stay in the country, that visa is only for a specific amount of time. So when that expiration runs out, you need to actually leave the country. Otherwise, you will get penalized, possibly kicked out of the country, possibly not let back in. Uh, So a lot of people that live in uh, Thailand and Bangkok especially would go on visa runs quite often. I remember I would always hit up, people would always be like, yeah, I was doing my visa run here. I was doing my visa run here. Because I think what Thailand only let you stay like three months at a time. Is that correct? So I think it depends on the way that you arrive. Like um, like if it's land or air. Uh Uh-huh. Honestly, I can't even say that I remember. I know that one time I sent my passport off and it came back and then I had 60 days and then I had to go to immigration to extend it for 30 days. And then after that, I had to leave the country. Wow. Okay. And then you come back in and then it's it's the whole process. It starts back over, right? Unless you have like a work permit. Right. And you did at one point have one, right? You had a work permit to work in the country. So then that was longer that you could be there. Oh yeah. It is a lot longer. And then I don't, you don't have to leave for the visa run, but you might have to go to immigration. I got really lucky with the school that I was working with um, the second time Mm. because I mean, they had transportation. Somebody came with you that was Thai that spoke. Really? The entire process. Girl, yes. That's good. The entire process, like they did all the paperwork. You just have to like literally give your passport and they did everything else and you just had to go with them. That's good. Oh my God. You worked the second time though, you worked for like an international school, right? Or something like that. What was it? (laughs) So the second time I did a couple of things. (laughs) (laughs) Girl. (laughs) Nothing crazy. (laughs) I'm like, what did you do? No, the second time um, when I went back, I ended up getting a job at a government school, which I hated. And then I quit after a month because just really tried my fucking life. Really? Girl, like I literally quit. on. She messaged me talking jazzy and I quit on a Wednesday night. I said, how about I just don't come back tomorrow? Wow. He was like, what about your students? I said, those are no longer my students. Wow. Then I was unemployed for a month. And then I got the job at the international kindergarten. That's what it was. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But have you always taught kids or did you teach adults at one point? I can't remember. No. So there was high school. Okay. The first time I was there. And then there was the government high school that I quit and then the kindergarten. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they were all, they were like, so they were all like teenagers or kids, like in yeah. a sense, right? Okay. Yeah. I never, never adults. Adult. Adults. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was curious. Cause I remember, cause my homegirl that did, um, she taught in Seoul she was teaching children. She was teaching kids. And then she moved back. She moved to Japan and she was in Osaka and she was doing adults there. And she says she oh. really loved the adults. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess it just depends on the school that gets hired, you know, that hires you and whatever contract that you have and stuff like that. So, yeah, which is all based off of what you find because, you know, yeah. yeah. You so you never know. Really know. Yeah. I remember I met a girl when I was in Australia and she told me about when she was living in Singapore and she taught there. And she told me, girl, they were like, she, that bitch was set up. Like, she's like, girl, they pay me really good, pay for everything, like her apartment. Like, she, like and that's what I hear a lot about Singapore. Have you heard about this? Be- well, it's because, like, Singapore's so fucking hot all year round that nobody right. wants to live there. They're right. It's hella expensive there. But, like, she told me that she, they set her up so fucking good that, like, she was able to, like, save money, pay off her student loans, and, like everything yeah girl I was like 
But then you got to live in Singapore where it's hot as, I mean, like, in, okay, but you lived, okay, so you lived in Bangkok, right? You lived for, a, you know, a year and a half. So you experienced winter and summer, right? But Doesn't it get cooler? Well, for like two weeks. That shit okay. hot <laughs> So it's still, it's pretty consistent year round. Yeah, for the most part. Like, for the most part. Right now is probably the coolest time of year. And that's like, what, 50, 60 degrees Fahrenheit? 60 to like 70. 60 to 70, okay. Sometimes. Yeah, my, my sister told me that at one point. I think she said it was the coldest year that Thailand's ever seen, though. It got down to like 50s and 60s. And she said that that was like really like, like crazy, though, because it doesn't usually do that. Girl, there was um, the first time that I was there. It was around like this time mm-hmm. and I feel like it was like 60 degrees and I was like literally outside. I loved it so much. Right? Hot. Fucking hate being hot. But whatever. How do you move to the hottest place ever and hate well, being hot? I'm about to do it again. So whatever. Not there, but obviously. Whatever. Oh yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> right. Um, but um, it was just like so nice. I was so happy to be like chilly. My students... <laughs> We're walking around with earmuffs, gloves. Stop. I should tonight. They were in class. Oh, I wish I had like my throw. They were in class, like with Aww. the throw over their shoulders. I got in the elevator. A woman had on a fur coat. You know, the motorbike taxi driver girl. Yeah. They were in the corner. Oh, like, look at that. Those were, like fires, like little fire pit <laughs> things. I was like, it is not that fucking cold. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Oh my God. Girl. That just goes to the level though. It's like, you're going to probably experience it too. Cause it, so yeah, you guys, Sabrina is moving again. Cause she can't see her <laughs> ass sits down somewhere, but she's not moving out of this uh, country as of right now. Uh, no, she's moving to Houston, right? Right. Yeah. Not yet again, but you moving to Houston, right? For now. Yeah. For now. Right. <laughs> uh, but I heard too, like down there, like they're just like, sometimes when it's too, when it's like 50 degrees, they over there with their fucking fur coats too. And be like, oh, it's so fucking cold. Mind you, we're over here. Like, this is nice as fuck. Cause it's we're fun. from Chicago and, and, and Indiana. So yes. like, yes. girl, that's 60 fucking degrees in Bangkok. I was like, I'm back in Indianapolis. I love this. So right. Much. Right. You're just like, this is life. Yeah. I mean, like when you're hot, all the time and then to get that break I'm sure that shit felt like literally like the best thing you've ever you know experienced in your whole life it um you did mention briefly you were on a date and it was trash I think a lot of people are super curious about how dating is overseas and I have some stories too but you obviously you were in Thailand I was in Australia so how was dating overseas how was dating in Thailand it was very interesting. <laughs> um, so I will start off by saying I never went on dates with Thai men because I don't think they really like black girls. So there's that. I think they just really like white girls. Did they it's ever approach you, though? Did they ever like like on dating no. apps or anything? No. Like, I think the most that a Thai man would flirt with me was when I was on the islands. And they were like, oh, you're so beautiful. Like, okay, okay. The guys that were darker... You know, yes. but like in yes. Bangkok, fuck no, never. Absolutely, <laughs> a Thai man, never, honey, never. Which I don't care, girl, because that's fine. I like. Yeah, really- you were like, I wasn't really feeling Thai men too, but that you. But there's also because there's that weird colorism thing that's also in mm-hmm. Asian culture that I don't know if many people know about that. Like over there in Asia, like there's a lot of like lightening agents and everything you see, like skincare products. They, the lighter, the more porcelain and white your skin is, the more beautiful you are in the Asian culture. So obviously black women 
we're not that cool. You know what I'm saying? We over here with the melanin, the chocolatey, beautiful skin. When I was a tan, so I like when I'm right. Like, I'm like, oh, and go to Asia. They'll hide from the sun. They'll wear yeah. like long sleeve shirts to cover them. So they don't want to be dark because they're being dark is associated with being poor, being like lower yeah, class. Having to work outside. You yeah. have to work outside. Mm-hmm. Where if you're rich, you have money. You're inside. You're indoors. So you're staying out of the sun. So your skin is white. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. I'm guessing that had to do something too with it, you know, the whole the fact of colorism and stuff. So, girl, which was fine with me because black <laughs> berry is sweeter than juice. God damn! If anybody knows me, y'all know I love. Dark I know. Skin. So there's that. Um, on the dating note, <laughs> um, basically, I ended up dating mostly African men because there are a shit ton of fucking Africans in Bangkok. Oh my god! Like really, a shit ton. So many. Where were they from? What parts of Africa? A lot. Mostly like Nigeria. Okay. Mm-hmm, mostly Nigeria. So, I mean, I went on dates with a lot of them. There was one little dude from Senegal. He was fine as hell. And I was like, yeah, damn. So there was one. Um, and then like I would meet, I met this one dude. He like was from Texas, but he was playing basketball in Thailand I met a dude and he was like from, I don't know, somewhere in this country and he was coaching in China and then he would come and visit Bangkok, went out with him a few times. Um, Yeah. So even in Thailand, I still only dated a black man. That is so wild to me. Sabrina's going to find them niggas. She's she going to find them. Listen, you could be in the middle of the island somewhere in a random ass country. She's going to find y'all because... She literally sticks with the people. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. That's just what I like, you know. Right, right. If that's my preference. That? That's that's. Yeah. I, I stick to what I like, you know. The thing, the thing is that like, you're so cultured. Like you travel the fucking mm-hmm. world. You see all these. You love actually other people's culture. You love to see that stuff. Right, right. You just like what you like. So it's like yeah. the fuck you supposed to do, you know? I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I love it. But I yeah. just like. Okay, so the one date you said was trash. He was an African dude? Girl, I don't even fucking remember where his ass was from. Ah! First of all, <laughs> You're like, I guess. I don't fucking know. Like, he was trash. Remember. I can't. I just pulled up and I didn't like his outfit and I was already over it. His conversation was, like, really boring. And mm. I'm colorful. Like, come on now. We gotta... Yeah, yeah. Really Keep up. Keep yeah, up. and he wasn't. Yeah. Y'all was lagging. And I was like, this is so fucking whack. So I did, and I'm not going to lie, dating in Bangkok definitely got tricky sometimes. How so? Like, I would have to make up shit and just, like, kind of take a different way <laughs> to make sure my fuckers weren't following me. Like, Oh, what? Really? Bro, I was on a date, and this dude, like, had a dude with him. And it was really awkward to me for whatever reason. I made a post about this on Facebook. You might have seen it, actually. I probably did. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Dude had a dude with him, and he was, like, with us the whole time. Whatever. I On your to, date? Yeah. I went to Soy Cowboy. I was like, maybe this will just, like, distract them. because like Oh, that was, like, your favorite place. Of, what, girl, no. It, no? Girl, no. I only went there a few times. Okay, okay. But I, I went there you, to try uh, to distract them so I uh, could just leave. Uh-huh. Girl, come to find out, the dude that I was on a date with, he was like, well, I like men and women, so can you, like, join us? And I was like... Oh, he was trying to set you up. Yeah. And I'm just like, ain't that something you tell people, like, before they come? Like, Absolutely. Let me decide if that's what I want to do. Oh, Don't yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Because no, motherfucker, bye. Oh, no, no. That was yeah. way out of pocket. Way the fuck yeah. out of pocket. You don't be just like, surprise, here's my nigga. Like, you want to fuck? Like, no. Right. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't fucking do that. No, 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 no. That's no. some wild shit. I mean, like, and that's the thing, though, because when you're overseas, like, we all kind of know it's like, oh, we're all here. We're expats, da, 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 da. But girl, they be some fucking... I guess it's because they feel like, oh, you're a traveler. Like, you're assumed to be this, like, fucking, like, you're into that shit. Like, you're down for, like, that wild shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to ex- explain it, but it's just like that. It also doesn't shock me that it happened to you overseas. Like, it would be more, like, it wouldn't, that shit wouldn't fly if that was, supr- like, that shit here, for real. here, exactly, exactly. There's shit that, like, that would be done over there and be like, okay, well, that's just, like, a Tuesday or whatever. Also, now that we're talking about it, I wonder if they're like, oh, a black American girl, like, yeah, intriguing for them. Yeah, because like, you know how people have their own preconceived notions about like how people are about like where they're from. Like, I remember I would talk to my friends, my family in Thailand, and they'd be like, oh, you're from America. So there's like they think that like every every part of America is like California, like surfer, white, blondes, you know, like that type of shit where I'm like, I'm from Chicago, like. Right. We have no fucking surfer life there. In Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> we got a motherfucking lake, a cold ass lake that none of us go to really anymore. Because I don't be going to the fucking lake like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but girl, don't front. Chicago is bomb. I love that shit. Oh, so. Girl, you can love Chicago all you want. I'm just like, I mean, I'm not about to move back, but there's that. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I mean, like, it's home. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, listen, I know a real like beach that's like beautiful as opposed right. to like Lake Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. No but yeah, so like, okay, so like I can totally agree with you on that sense because I, I mean, like for me, when it came to dating overseas in, Aust- in Australia, um, it was like the, there was a different kind of like, um, like, you know how here in the States, you know, niggas holla, they'll see you on the street, what's up, da 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 whatever. Girl, that shit doesn't exist over there. Like that doesn't, that whole like rape culture and like niggas trying to holla at you on the street, like. When I tell you that happened to me like one time and it was like a group of like African niggas that were like driving, but that was it. And that was, I was there a year. So like, ask me how much that happens like on a daily basis in Chicago. I mean, maybe not in the COVID life anymore, really. Not, not even, bitch. I still, that still fucking happens. So, you know what I'm saying? COVID don't stop. COVID don't stop the thirsties, you know what I'm saying? They just, girl. But like, yeah, so we would, like, I would do the apps. I did like Tinder out there and stuff like that. And like, yeah, it just wasn't like, it was just like whack, like really. So, yeah, like I mean, and I, mind you, like I was like ready to experiment in the sense of like dating, like full facets of like you know what's going on because there are a lot of Asian people in Australia mm-hmm. too because Australia where it's at, centrally located, there's a lot of like the Asian states, or the Asian countries are like it's like super close in a sense, right. you know. So there are a lot of Asians, and like I'm half Asian, so I'm like, let me try. And I've never like dated like an Asian guy, nor had I had an Asian guy really feel me like like was into me. So I remember I went on a date with like a Vietnamese guy. I would go on a date with like Indian, like because I just yeah, I was just like random on some random shit, and like Aussie whites though. Like there was one Aussie, like Aussie whites there. They now, mind you, this is something that I feel like people don't get because the racism in America against black Americans is something that is really um, it's really something it's really something that happens a lot 
in America, but if you go outside your country in Australia, that is a culture that they are not familiar with. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would go on dates with white Aussies and they would be like saying nigga and shit like that to me. Yes. Like a white Australian man, you know, but mind you, I know, I know, trust me. I had a, (laughs) Sabrina's got this face like, she just can't even right now. If you guys are watching on YouTube on the visuals, Sabrina's just like, can't even deal right now. Oh, so, yes. And not only that, I had like white Australian women would say it and stuff. And I would be so just like, you know, that feeling in your fucking soul, like in your heart, just kind of like rise up that heat that rises up from the core of your belly, that heat, that, that anger or whatever. But right it's now. like, what was that? Is it what I'm feeling right now? Right, right. <laughs> And so, like, but then I, like, during that date, I remember, I was like, mm, you might not want to say that, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you might want to watch it, you know? Yeah. Like, that, that word is something that you probably shouldn't throw out like that. And what he told me, he was like, oh, no, 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 it's, it's not like that. It's, it's different here in Australia, you know? Like, we don't have, we don't feel it like that. I'm like, right, but I'm Black American. That don't work with me. Cut it, cut it. You yeah. don't say that. Yeah. At all. Because, like, that word has a lot of meaning and heaviness to it that you will never fucking understand. And so, but at the same time, I had to realize where I was at in a mm-hmm. sense of, like, for example, too, right? And this is something I tell people, and they just get rocked whenever they hear it because they're like, what? So, same with you when you had Australian, I mean, uh, African guys that you would see in Thailand. There were a lot of African, not a lot, but the black people in Australia weren't necessarily black Americans. And I know what you guys are thinking. You guys are like, what's the difference? There is a huge difference between oh, yeah. African-Americans, black Americans that are from America and Africans that are from Africa. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is why this is exactly why they're different. So when I was in Australia, there were these, like, there was like, I think one guy was Senegal. He was Senegalese. Like, he was from Senegal. And I think the other guy was from Nigeria or Ghana or something like that. Two black dudes, kind of cute you know what i'm saying like i was still new to australia i was still new to melbourne so i was trying to find my tribe i was trying to find my people you know what i'm saying so i was just like chilling i forgot where the fuck we met i forgot totally forgot but whatever so i remember though sitting with these two niggas like and i was talking with them and they straight up looked at me and, my, and they were like in their 20s they were young black men early 20s right they looked at me girl and were like so so is it true like is it really true like if i go to chicago like i'm scared cops are gonna like arrest me like they're gonna like really pull me over and like really come on like does that really happen does it and I just looked at them like yeah (laughs) I was like (laughs) I was so I was so confused genuinely like just like was like of course don't because you know in being a black American being raised in America that's something that is told to us as children. Like our parents tell us. It's literally a fucking norm. It is a norm. We are told that we need to abide. Like we are not treated the same when it comes to cops. We need to be careful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers will kill us. You know, they will pull us over. They will treat us, you know, this way for no fucking reason, just for being black, mm-hmm. driving while black. Right. So they, these niggas had, they literally, these were two black young men that had no idea what, oppression and racism felt like if that makes any sense to you and it it completely blew my mind because I really had to sit there and be like what but because in Australia bitch Aussie white girls fucking love African dick like they love black dick they love it bitch when I tell you these niggas are like me at all (laughs) girl 
these niggas like had the nerve, right? They like, oh, my shit don't stink. Like I'm over here. Like these niggas, these bitches love my, like they are praised everywhere because literally Aussie women, like they do, they love that shit. And like they, so they don't feel that, that oppression. They don't feel that discrimination. They don't feel it. And I will tell you guys right now as a black American woman living in Australia, living in Melbourne, I was at the top, which sounds crazy. Cause I'm a black American woman from America. Like I'm at the bottom here, right? The only thing lower than me here in America is if I was, you know, transgender or transsexual, anything like gay, or, then I would go lower than that. You know what I'm saying? But being a black American woman, boom, you're the low, the low, right? So to, for me to get the low to the low to moving to the top, I was just like, I didn't know how to feel, bitch. Right. So weird. And so then I meet these guys and these black, Amer- these black African guys and they're just like, Really? You can, I'll get pulled over there. Come on. Does that really happen? And I just like could yeah. not. So long story short, I couldn't fuck with those niggas no more because they just, I just couldn't understand. I just, they just couldn't understand me on that mm-hmm. level. You know what I'm saying? There is a, there is a, like a, a, like an understanding that I feel like a lot of black Americans just have with one another. Even Absolutely. if we don't fucking know each other. Right, Sabrina? Like, Absolutely. even if we don't know each other, it's like, we have this like unspoken, like, like understanding of like okay we all know how it feels to be oppressed mm-hmm. and to be like you know what i'm saying so we just kind of have this like bond you I know it's different being black from america and then black from africa right Growing up, it, it, it is a totally different kind of a thing we look at i think we look at life differently we have different fucking experiences like we just do god damn it like all of our presidents except for one are old ass white men like what the fuck? These right. are this is technically, right. technically the ruler of the free world. It's always old ass white men, with the exception always. of one. Okay, right. I, they don't they don't deal with that same shit over there. Now no. maybe they might have different struggles from us. Right, I'm right. not going to take that away from them, but it's definitely different. Right, and part I'm not going to lie. Part of the reason that I did leave Thailand is although there was a very big black community out there, I lacked a lot of black American culture, which I fucking love. And I actually was posting about this shit on Instagram a couple weeks ago. I love black American culture and I've, I've not been able to feel that anywhere. And so I feel like that's why I always like to come home at least for a little bit of a reset. And then yeah, I'm for sure. For sure. But no, I, I definitely understand what you mean. Like they couldn't relate because they just couldn't understand you know yeah yeah like like, when you were dating these guys that were did you ever like have these conversations and did they ever like did it ever be like whoa like to you Mm -hmm. like I don't think it was those conversations specifically we definitely had disagreements about life and Mm. how I acted versus how they acted towards me Mm. because you know how I am I'm very no nonsense I'm not with the bullshit like I'm I'm fun I'm a good time like I can go out, we can have fun, but like, I'm not one to be controlled. You're mm-hmm. not going to talk to me crazy. I don't mm-hmm. care about how much money you have. And I think for a lot of them, they are from a world where all of that shit matters. Mm. That shit doesn't fucking matter to me. I don't care about your money. Um, you're not going to control me. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. I'm going to wear whatever the fuck I want. Mm. Some of them, some, some men do not understand that. Did they expect you to be like subservient and like, to them and like wear like certain clothing and you know what it wasn't even the clothing but I do remember there's one guy specifically that I met the second time that I went back 
he was like, well, you can come over and wash my clothes. I- uh- <laughs> what? I shit you not. What? I probably still have that shit in my phone online. Oh. Yeah. He, he was like, come over and wash my clothes. I was like, I'm not doing that shit. And he was like, you never want to do any womanly duties. <laughs> yeah, you got you got the wrong girl. <laughs> Completely. But he had a whole bunch of money. And so I guess he thought like, uh-huh. that yeah. meant like, oh, let me come over and be the maid. Like, no, I'm not the one for that. And But, mm-hmm. you know, I can't even, I wasn't mad at him because I'm like, maybe he just grew up thinking that this was the way that women are supposed to be. True. Me. True. I'm like, I'm the opposite. I do what the fuck I want. Right. Like, are you going to wash my clothes? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Right. So, I mean, it is different. You definitely hear, you hear, you realize that people have different upbringings, different outlooks on life, you know, Mm -hmm. but once you're totally removed from where you're from and you are in a country that is this, and then you have all these people from other countries that are whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. It's just like, goddamn. It's so, like, wild to experience, isn't it? Like, because then, like, okay, so when I said that about Black Africans and Black Americans in Australia being, like, the top of the food chain, like, I literally believe I got my job. Like, I actually was a bridal consultant in Australia, in Melbourne, and, like, the lady told me she hired me because I was Black American. And I was like... (laughs) Uh, this would be the opposite if it was in America. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have got to the bottom of the list if that was the case. But, like, they really liked having that, like, they loved my accent, quote unquote. They said I had an accent. They're like, oh, I love your accent. Where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Chicago. Like, (laughs) I don't got no accent. Like, what are you talking about? Like, but they, like, right. But being just, but just, like, here in America, it's like Mm -hmm. having someone, like, that has an Australian or British or, you know, South African accent. That shit's exotic. That shit's different. That shit's like, ooh, where are you from? Right. So they they use that same thing. So in that sense, I can understand that. I can get it. But what, like, for example, though, like, there was racism that I experienced in Australia, but it wasn't necessarily the same racism that was, is in America, right? In Black America. In in Black America, please. Yeah, right. Um, In America. (laughs) I was like, girl. Uh, I'm like, one day. Maybe one day, one day, girl. Um, But no, like there was racism, but like the racism that was there was uh, Aussies were like racist, uh, racist against the Aboriginal people. So like they're native, like so like you know the the natives, you know. How dare y'all be? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they felt a way about them. And then another form of people, another group of people, they were racist against were were Middle Eastern, so to speak, right? So like, so one of my yeah, they were they yes. They, they didn't feel that way. Yeah. And so my best friend out there, shout out to you, girl, you know who you are. I don't want to call her out just in, in case it's a sensitive subject, but she was, right. she was Middle East. She spoke Arabic fluently. Her last name represented a very specific, uh, you know, race in a sense, like, you know, kind of like Patel as a last name for Indian. Right. People. You know, a last person, person has a last name Patel, you know, they're an Indian. Right. So she had a last name that kind of s- screamed that she was Middle Eastern. Right. Or, you know, from this part of the world. And so she said that that held her back from getting jobs and, you know, Aussie, yeah, Aussie people would be discriminate, discriminate her, you know? So me and her really connected on that level because she got it, right? So I couldn't connect with the African niggas from Senegal and Nigeria, you know what I'm saying? The black men, I couldn't connect with, but I connected with my homegirl because she knew what it felt like to be the nigga 
in Australia. Yeah. She felt it. So in a sense, we had that camaraderie that Mm -hmm. I feel like that bond that Black Americans have too, you know? So that's... The one thing that really fucking stood out to me was like one time, like we were like training because we both were like aerialists um, and we were training in, in circus school. And she was like, something happened where like, I think a song, so the word nigga came up, right? And she was like, and she was like, oh, she like didn't say, she's like, oh, I don't say that word. I was like, why not? She's like, oh, that's, that's irresponsible for me to say that word. I don't say that word. I was just like, yes, girl. She's like, I'm not that. She's like, I'm not that stupid. I don't say that word. I was like, oh, bitch. Friends for life. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I loved her from that day forward because I was like, yes, bitch, you get it. You ain't even from America. You get it, bitch. I fuck with you heavy, you know? So, you know. People saying nigga, like, you don't really have to be from here to know it, but like, you know better. You girl, know better. I looked at those white Aussies like, are you fucking crazy to say that in front of me too? Like, a black like not only like like because the thing is like i bet they say it around their african friends right because mm-hmm. they can do that because the africans don't know that word that, that heaviness there right mm-hmm. their ancestors weren't brought to america like they actually mm-hmm. got to stay in their country they actually have a language they actually get to speak of their own language black okay. americans got that stripped away from us we don't have yeah. a language yeah. we don't have our history it was taken yeah. from us well, I don't so know they say it from let's talk about that Girl, we got to do that damn ancestry one, two, three, whatever the fuck it's called, just to find out our lineage. We don't know where we come from. Girl, you know what I'm saying? Girl. So it's just like, they don't get it. So yeah, they over here right. spewing it, saying nigga this, da, 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 not knowing what that means. And they got their white, you know, Aussie friends saying it and not really fucking getting it either and shit. But my homegirl, you know, the Middle Eastern girl. She was like, you no, know, ma'am. She was like, no, ma'am. Not, not today. We're not doing that. I'm not irresponsible. I said, bitch, I fuck with you heavy. So, Period. and that's something that I feel like is very, some, like, you can't really explain it in, in, unless you experience it firsthand, you know? Yeah. And so, I wanted you on because I wanted to ask you, too. It's like, did you experience any sort of, like, racism to you or flipped, maybe, like, the opposite, where you felt like you were on the top of the food chain as opposed to the bottom or whatever? So, child, <laughs> I definitely experienced both. Okay. Um, because I think Thailand, like you said, the dark, the colorism is definitely a thing there, you know? And so they're like, oh my gosh, you're dark skinned. So they um, immediately think that you must be African, right? Okay. And so you start to speak. And they're like, oh my God, you're American. And then they embrace you. Ah. No, no matter your fucking skin color. So it's like, oh, if you're American you're top of the food chain no matter what. Okay. okay. No matter if you're black or not, you know? Okay. Um, with some people, I'll say that. I got a lot of fucking stares all the time and God damn it, I hate when people stare at me, but oh, I understood girl. because I'm not short. I'm not skinny. You know, my hair, shit, any, any given day of the week is probably fucking different. My clothes were different. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I look really different. Yeah. yeah. So people were staring. It wasn't my favorite thing, but I eventually did get over it and it didn't bother me as much. Um, How did you stand it in India, bitch? You went to India. They stare so much, though, Indian people. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Sabrina is a dope. Let me me go to India in a minute. Okay. Okay, so yeah, the racism shit, Thailand. Um, A lot of the women, I feel like, embraced me more. They were like, oh my God. Like, there were women that used to literally slap my ass. I'm like, oh, what so big give me some and I'm just ah! like, don't get the fuck off my ass like I get it 
I get it. It's out there a little bit. I get it. <laughs> so, you know, oh there were women like that. They were obviously very intrigued by my hair because sometimes I would wear it out. Sometimes I would have braids, which is another thing. You can definitely get your hair braided in Bangkok. I remember that. Um, I was shocked. So, yeah, but I mean, then there was an incident that I had at a bar which got, it was violent. And then I ended up in the hospital at the <gasps> police station. You never yeah. told me this. Oh my God. What yeah, happened? girl. Girl, so there was this bar. Um, it was like an after hour spot or whatever. And basically I had my phone on a charger. I had been there several times before. Had my phone on a charger, tried to get my phone back. The Thai guy wouldn't give me my phone off of the charger. So he started yelling at me. And girl, you know me, I'm yelling back because give me my shit. He just started punching me in the head. Yes. Oh my God. Punching me in the head. I fell on the fucking ground. Like they were dragging me out of the place. The girls that I was with, like they came out. Some African guys, because it's technically like an African, like after our spot. Some African guys that I didn't even know, they ran over. They had to pick me up and like walk me down the steps. They were beating them in the back with batons as I was walking down the steps. Or as they were carrying me down the steps. They like kicked a girl down the steps, punched a girl. Yeah. So I text this dude, like in my mind, I was like, I just want to go home. So I'm telling my homegirl, I'm like, I just want to fucking go home. She's like, bitch, no, you can't walk. Your ear is fucking bleeding. It won't oh stop. God. And I'm like, whatever, I'm, I want to go home. She was like, no, you need to go to the hospital. So we weren't far from my job. I knew a hospital in the area. I'm like, fine, whatever, we can go there. Um, so I text this dude that I know that used to work at the bar. And I'm like, dude, they just fucking beat me up. And I was like, I'm about to go to the hospital. I told him the hospital I was going to. He came there. He actually told me that this isn't the first time that they've beat people up before. So apparently this bar has a thing for beating Black people up. Oh! And this is shit that I'm finding out, like, after all this shit happened to me. We had, like, a Black in Bangkok chat. It eventually ended up getting out through word of mouth. Not me, because I didn't want anybody in my fucking business. But, you know, then people, like, people were talking shit, like, in the chat. And I was like, listen, it was me, yada, yada, yada. All these people started reaching out to me, like, telling me stories about shit that had happened there. Girl, I was at the hospital. I had to get an x-ray, stitches. I was in a fucking wheelchair. I couldn't walk. I couldn't sleep. Like, my whole shoulder was, like, bruised. My back was scratched up. Like, people had to, like, bring food. Like, people were bringing food to my apartment. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, it was crazy. Like, it was fucking crazy. Um, did so anything got, happen to this? Like, did you go to the police? I don't know. The thing is, like, it's station. different there. Yeah. yeah, girl. So, apparently, that bar pays, like, the police off to, like, oh. do whatever. And you already know how that shit works there. Yep. So, the dude, girl, one of the girls that was with us called somebody. The dude that did this shit to me came to the police station. He was at the police station, like, laughing with the police officers. Like... He knew them. Like, it wasn't even a bitch. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just sitting there, like, literally shaking because a man has never put their hands on me in my entire 33 years of life until that point. So, like, seeing him come in there, I was like, what the fuck, you know? So in my mind, I was just like, this shit is fucking crazy. Hmm. Like, I have never experienced anything like that before. So... You know, I've I've told some people about this. This is actually my first time really speaking out about it on a platform. Wow. With details. Um, 
Because, you know, after it happened, people were like, well, what did you do to make him do that? And I'm like, how is this turning to be my fault? Wow. Wow. Again, blaming a black woman that was attacked. Kim, I should you not. What did you do for him to do that? You shouldn't have been there. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I was just trying to get my property back. Wow. But it's clearly, like, you know, he clearly did this shit to other people. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, an isolated incident where it only happened to me. Um, so, yeah, that was that. That's really, like, the the worst thing that I've ever fucking experienced in my life. Oh, my God. Um, but even with that happening, that doesn't take away from my entire experience of Thailand. Because, bitch, I'll move back to Bangkok tonight. <laughs> I just wouldn't go there. That is why I fucking love you so much because it's like, you know, that like it just goes to show like just because she's just because Sabrina experienced that horrible and I'm so sorry that happened to you. I awful. That's fucking horrible. No, girl. And it happened in Thailand. I know. I don't like talking about it because then then people are like, oh my god, fuck Thailand. But yeah, no, fuck him and fuck that right for allowing it. Right. You heard it. She says she will go back to Thailand, move back there in a heartbeat. So, like, it's not just, I mean, shit, there are places worse in America. The fuck? happened here. A hundred percent. Sundown towns are still a thing in America, guys. Still a thing. Still a thing. Like, I mean, and you guys, if you guys don't know what sundown towns, like, basically, it's an area of of America where you literally, as if you're black, you are not allowed to go or be in that, in that area out and about after sundown because otherwise you're going to lynch your ass, fucking beat your ass, fucking yeah. do whatever they want. And it's going to be like just like a Thai dude that was up in the police station key keying it up with the police. Same thing will happen with these fucking, you know, um, be, be guaranteed you there. Those motherfuckers were at the fucking Capitol. Guaranteed yeah. that. The ones that were at sundown. Okay. Same motherfuckers. Okay. So like, uh, well, I did not know. Well, no, I mean, and it's fine. It's not something that like, honestly, I wanted to make like a post about it. Like I wanted to speak out about it. Yeah. But I was like, no, because I know people are going to be like, but what did you do? I don't have time for that because I will cuss somebody out. Like I just, I don't have time for that kind of energy. I did want to bring awareness to it because it's like traveling isn't always like glitz and glam. Like I know yes. our pictures are cute and shit, but there's shit that happens behind the pictures. <laughs> I know like, our pictures are cute and shit. <laughs> they are. They bomb as fuck. But you yeah. know, <laughs> your photos in uh, in what was it, Cancun or something that you were just at? Oh girl, that shit was fucking yellow as fuck. <laughs> oh, they were beautiful. I put them in the visuals for like me and Joy's in oh. YouTube. Yeah, girl, you gotta watch it. I put it in. I put your ass in there looking all cute. Or like oh when God. you were laying down on the fucking shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, your pictures are cute and all, but travel, with, with travel comes a lot of like, I mean, I feel like it's not for the faint hearted, right? Like you got to have a strong, strong personality. You got to be strong in general to be able to you go do. to countries where you don't speak the language. Mm-hmm. You don't, this is not your culture. You know, you are literally, and like the thing is me and you, we travel majority of the time alone. You know, we mm-hmm. like to travel alone. Like mm-hmm. in these parts of the world, it's like, you know, it's just like that whole thing is like, you're not in America, boo-boo. It's like, you are in another country. Don't think that yeah. the rules apply here. You know, don't it's like. fucking privilege. No, you know, People just. Don't talk about that shit. Don't give a fuck, you know? So it's like, at the same time, yes, it's amazing. And it's just like this feeling, like once you get that travel bug and once you just get that wanderlust life, 
it's just unreplaceable. Like, I mean, I know you are. I don't know. Let's just dive into it. I mean, are you dying right now because you can't go traveling? I, I mean, how, is, how has been the pandemic for you with travel? Like, I mean, I know you kind of went to other places in the, in the, in the States, but did you go? Yeah. Did you, have you left the country since the pandemic well, hit? Yeah, I, mean, when I went to Mexico on some YOLO shit and it was literally for a few days. Uh-huh. Like my little girl hit me up one Thursday night and she was like, what are you doing this weekend? Come to Mexico. And I was like, hello. <laughs> but I didn't really give a fuck. <laughs> right. I mean, I had quit one of my jobs. I had literally just started another job that same week. Okay. And she hit me up like Thursday as I was getting off work and she was like, come to Mexico. And I was like, mm. I was like, I just started this job and I hit my sister up. She was like, bitch, go. I was like, who the fuck? Yellow, duh. Like, right. So yeah, then I was at the airport at five o'clock in the morning the following day. It wow. was a lit ass weekend. And that's literally the only time that I've left. I've traveled stateside a little bit for work for my birthday, but that was literally just Tennessee. Came mm-hmm. to Chicago a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went to Mexico for a lit ass week, random YOLO ass weekend. And that yeah. was it. I mean, is it is it been really hard for you not to travel during this pandemic? Has it been really hard on your that on your? Yeah, girl, I be getting mad, and I'm like, I just want to book a one way flight. Yeah, and I'm like, I kind of can't because you have to quarantine. Yes, most of the places that you go, you have to pay for the fucking hotel that you quarantine in. You have to have all this paperwork, and then it's like, by the time the fucking quarantine is over, I'm supposed to be going back home. Right, it's just so like, it's like fuck. Yeah. Did you have you read COVID? Did you get COVID or no? No, actually, I did not. Really good, girl. I, you know, October was lit as fuck. And then I came to Chicago the first weekend of November. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm about to get tested, you know, just <laughs> in case. I was like, because I'm out here like, wilding. Let me just, let me just check real quick. <laughs> girl, I did a lot. I was like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> but, girl. So I got, I did little, testing of my fucking yeah life. and it came back negative and i was like sweet girl and that was it i haven't done mm-hmm. anything else like i haven't gone anywhere done shit since then mm. it's been fucking hard i mean i know that the travelers like that are out there listening can really relate to just the struggle right now i mean like same like you like i started the year off the beginning of uh tw- of 2019 in bermuda because that's kind of like in for like new year's we were there me and my partner mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit, we were supposed to go to uh, Asia for a month, me and him. And yeah. And then we had a, like, that was a whole thing, bitch. Cause like, you know, nobody expected that. So all the airlines, you know, we were calling like, give me my money back. And they were like, uh, like, you know, just, yeah, you know how it was. Cause yeah, I actually did. I, I got, yes, I was, I was able to get the money back, which thankfully, but no one expected that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, yeah. they really wanted to not give us our money back. But then at the same time, it's like, this is a global pandemic. It's yeah. beyond us. Run me my shit, period. Give me my shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Run me my money. Yeah. So, but then like, then yeah. And then we like drove to Colorado in the car. We rented a car and did that whole thing because we were just not, still not comfortable with getting on a flight. And then like after that, we went to like, we did take a flight to Arizona. And then the last thing we did was go to Puerto Rico. And um, yeah, those pictures are so cute. I love <sighs> thank you, boo. I, I, I'll admit, girl, I can't sit my ass down. So it's just like, oh, hello. Clearly, you know, you yeah. So I mean, I've done a, my share of traveling during this time. And I mean, we did it all 
you know, in a sense, the safest way we could, you know, in a sense, yeah. masks, cleaning everything. We stand that we had, I had a bottle of alcohol on Deckington everywhere mm-hmm. I went. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did get COVID though um, in you? October. I did. Yeah. I had it back in October of 2019 mm. and dead ass. I really think that I got it from the stray cats that I take care of outside because that was the, exa- yeah, because the week I got COVID was the week I, I took, I actually caught and I trapped the, cause I have two stray kitties that we take care of that are outside. They're feral cats, mm-hmm. but they're like our cats. Like they literally like every single day we, we feed them every day, you know, right. our kitties, but they just live outside. But I wanted to get them spayed and neutered, you know, cause otherwise they wouldn't be fucking and they're going to be like no, 20 cats outside my door. Girl. Right. And we already have Georgie, my cat. So I'm like, all right, we need to stop. So I trapped them and I caught them. And then I, I took them in my house and I was taking care of them. And that's, boom, I got COVID. So like, you know. Wait a yeah. minute. So you said October 2019. So like before the shit, like. No, oh, 2020. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, 2020. Okay. My, my timing is all off. My bad. Last year. It was okay. October last year, guys. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because, okay. no, yeah, that, that doesn't make any fucking sense because that'd be way before the pandemic hit. No, 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 no. Like, I'm not going to fucking lie. There were like, there was like a month and a half. Oh, what the fuck? 2019. Yeah. yeah November 2019 to like December 2019. Like I had this cough that wouldn't go away. I swear to God. And I don't get sick like that. I do have like bad springtime allergies, but that's Me it. too. Okay. And so I usually get like one cold in the winter and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but November, December 2019, where I had this cough that wouldn't go away. I was just like sick for fucking ever. So wow. then when all this COVID shit broke, I was like. Did you have it? Yeah. Right. And like, I don't fucking yeah. know because I was still going to work. Like I was still operating. Right. Because I was just like, uh, it's just a cough, but I'm not a cougher. Like yeah. I, I don't cough. Like I don't, I, I'm not a smoker. So, you yeah. know, I don't just have like this random ass cough that I do all the time, you know? Um, so yeah, I was literally coughing for like two months straight. And That's then right after that, I got like a cold and I'm like, is this never going to end? Like what the right. fuck is going on? My, my, my home girl too. She's, she was very sick in like January. And, you know, the pandemic didn't hit till like, March, right? right? Like, officially, officially in America. Yeah. And she was really fucking sick. So she, she says that she thinks that she got sick. She had COVID that, at that time before people knew what the fuck was going on, you know, because she said that it was really weird. It was super, like, out of nowhere. She was super sick. She's never been that sick before. So, yeah, I mean, just because the pandemic hit in March doesn't mean that you you probably could have had it like beforehand. You just didn't know what it was, right. you know? So, um, and most people that like, because of now the symptoms and we know what's going on, they were like, Oh shit, I totally had it back in like right. February. And I didn't know, or I had it back in January or December or some shit, <laughs> you know, like you just didn't fucking know. This shit to be over. Listen, I mean, right now, right now I still got antibodies. Cause that's why I, tra- cause before, so that's another thing guys is like speaking on travel, I've been, have you been getting these emails from like the traveling like uh fuck what is it the board of like travel um basically I've been getting emails like crazy that stating now that if you want to go like anywhere now you need to have a negative test result to leave have you been getting those emails yeah yeah I've been getting those emails like crazy so like I one of my chats you what we were talking about that in one of my chats yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Oh, here it is. Oh, no, that's not it. But like, I've been getting like texts from 
Cause like, you know, whenever you get like, whenever you have to travel to certain countries, I, I signed up for this one thing where like, it alerts me if a, if a country is getting like a high alert system, like I'll get randomly like, oh, warning, traveling to the Philippines right now, there is a high advisory if you go to the Philippines that there are terrorism's there or right. things like that. Like I get those emails randomly, so mm-hmm. it'll alert me. And I remember one time, girl, like literally this was back when like, fuck, was it George Floyd when that, when that, when the George Floyd movement was big, I was getting, I was getting those messages and the warnings were going to America. It was like, warning, going to, yeah, it was crazy. Girl. It's like, if you go to America, if you go to the United States of America, there is acts of, you know, riots and danger to African-Americans. Be careful. And I was like, look at God. So look then I have a shit. question for you though. So, because I get this shit a lot. Since you yeah. know so many people from all these different countries, are they constantly asking you about the state of things in this country? Because obviously they see the shit on the news. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on over there? Are you okay? Yeah. Like, how is, do you get these questions a lot? I, I did. I mean, like mostly because when, when, when I, when I lived in Australia, it was when Trump became president. So I moved back home knowing this nigga was my president, right? Right. And they would message me all the time and be like, yeah. girl, are you okay? Like, I was just like, I'm not well. Save yeah. me from this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, occasionally I'll get the like, hey, how are things? Like, are you, you know, my, especially my homegirl, Margarita, that's, she's currently living in London, which I need, to, like, London was the place where the, the strain, that new strain of COVID was found. So I, I'm definitely, like, want to have her on soon. Yeah. So, because she, she's on another lockdown too. And yeah. like, you know, I got all my homies in Australia. So like they're, bitch, when I tell you Australians right now are living it the fuck up, they yeah, are keeping... New Zealand too. New Zealand and Australia has like zero cases of COVID. No, I'm just kidding. No, they, they have, have some, men. but it's like, they have that shit on. I just, I just asked her yesterday, actually, um, how like Melbourne was doing in Australia about for their COVID cases. Girl, they had zero cases. And then, like, the ones that they did have, they, like, they said that they were very, like, controlled. They had, like, 10 cases. And they have them on this, like, super, super quarantine where they're, like, they're, like, in this facility and they're not allowed to leave. And, but it's, like, so, it's, like, literally, like, another world over there. Like, they're not even really enforcing masks like that, especially because it's summertime right now over there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, like, a whole other world. Like, everything's just... In New Zealand, you can go shopping, no okay, masks. Open, open. Like, it's good. They Gucci. It's good. They don't have no cases in fucking None. New Zealand of, of COVID. They're so totally fine. They're totally fine. You know what? It's funny that we mentioned that right now because my old boss uh, from Bangkok, she's from New Zealand, and she recently moved back there a little bit after I moved back home or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to her and be like, hey, girl, how's everything going? You know what? And I have a homegirl that I, my ex roommate, when I was living in Melbourne, she's a Kiwi. She's yeah. from New Zealand. Uh-huh. And she's Samoan, though. She's Samoan Kiwi. And she's, I think she's back at home in New Zealand. And I need to call her and be like, what's Her up, girl? Like, how you life. doing? She's probably, girl, she's probably living it up, partying at concerts. <laughs> girl, you know what I'm saying? No, no care in the world, no COVID in sight. A quarantine, who? Who is she? Yeah. What? Don't know her, never yeah. seen her. It's crazy that, you know, motherfuckers act like this is supposed to be the best country ever. And here we are going on a year. Yeah. Still yeah. having to do all this shit. Like shit is getting shut back down. I still have to wear a fucking mask everywhere yeah. I go. Yeah. Like everything is still at a reduced capacity. Like everything is still getting closed down early. Like I'm just like. Girl, 
You know what and, I really feel bad for? I really feel bad for the kids. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't imagine having to end my senior year of high school how the kids had to last year. I couldn't imagine being in college and not yeah. being able to experience shit the way that we were able to. Right. With fun. Like, it's, 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 it's really fucking crazy. Girl, it's it's really going to take a toll on people. Like, I mean, like, we see the short-term effects, like, right now with the, obviously, the short-term effects. But, like, no one's talking about the long-term effects that this is going to affect going yeah. forward five years from now, ten years from now. You know, not, o- not only that, the recession that will be hitting us, you know, bitch, our economy, she is not well. She is not doing good. Okay, so beware. Be aware, guys, that this economy is trash and we fully expect a fucking recession. I am not a financial major in any way, but I just listen to a lot of financial people that know what the fuck they're talking about. And listen, I do not want to go back to teaching ever again because I do not (laughs) believe kids are my ministry. I will say that. (laughs) I had fun, but listen, honey, I just know, listen. Yeah. But hit a recession in this country again, I guarantee you my black ass will be back out there teaching some kids. I mean, girl. I don't give a fuck. And I can't, you know what? And this is, this is the age of survival. We need to survive. Yeah. You know, I, my girl, my girl, I got a job working in cannabis. Your girl's an essential worker now. Yeah, girl. So I'm like fully on that. Yeah. Mm hmm. So. You're in a tech now. So that'll probably hit a little different. It'll, yeah, you'll always be good with tech. Yeah. yeah, you ain't going nowhere with that. Yeah, and the <laughs> cannabis industry is fucking booming. So I'm just like, gonna smoke my weed and get my checks. You know what I'm saying? And just see, girl, because you just never fucking know. You literally never know. But I mean, honestly, Sabrina, like, I fucking love you. This has been such a great conversation. I like you guys. Sabrina is great, and she has so many more stories. I'm sure we'll have her back on soon. She's great. If she'll if she'll be on, if you can tell. Girl, yes. I love yes. telling stories and talking shit. Girl, girl, yes. But like, so before we move on to the next segment, we're gonna actually take a quick break, and then she'll be back for the next segment. Okay, guys. And we, and we will be right, be right back after, after these detailed messages. And we are back. All right, guys. So it is time for Meditate, Masturbate, or Medicaid. Uh, Sabrina, what would you like to talk about today, girl? She couldn't decide. She was like, I don't know. I'm like, girl, choose something. Uh, I'm very indecisive. Girl, I'm a Libra. Like, what? Oh, girl. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, do you, let's, let's, how about this? Um, let's just choose something that's more closely related to like, uh, our travels in that sense. Um, all three. (laughs) True. (laughs) <laughs> That's so true. That is fucking so true. Because I'm just like, wait a minute. Actually, all of them yeah. very much go relate. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about masturbate. Uh. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I was gonna be like, I'm gonna tell Kim to choose, and I was like, I know she's gonna choose that. <laughs> Girls always juicy to talk about masturbation. Let's be real, okay? Let's be real. Now, since you lived abroad, like myself. And you know, your girls, you know, some, you know, we got, we got some instruments that we got to travel with. You know what I'm saying? We got, you know, some of us, maybe not all of us, but how was that? Did you have to, did you have to travel like all over the world? Like you did live abroad with your like 
dildo wand. So, I'm not gonna lie. I actually researched this before going to Thailand. Did you? I heard, yes. I heard that if you got caught with the shit in your luggage, you could go to jail. So the first time that I went to Thailand, I actually both times that I went to Thailand, I left my sex toys here in Indianapolis because I was like, y'all not about to just randomly search my shit and find whatever plethora of sex toys that I may or may not have. <laughs> and then be locking me up. Like, what the fuck? So that ass? They said that they would lock you up? I like researched some shit. This was like back in 2014, 2015. Yeah. I researched this shit. So in my mind, I was just like, oh my God, like they're going to put me in jail if they fucking just like randomly search my shit and find it. So I just left everything here. So then once I got to Thailand, I saw that they were selling sex toys on Soy 11, which whatever, everybody knows. Yeah. Not everybody, but what can you explain where that area is to people that don't know? Yeah. So Soy 11 um, in Bangkok. It is um, a very high traffic area for sex. I'll just say that. Yeah. Take what you want from that. I mean, there, there are you prostitutes. Go. You could buy some pussy. Yeah. You can do whatever you, know, you want. Right. From a woman or a man. Ping pong shows. Yeah. All she wrote. Bitches shooting balls out their vagina. Like, yeah. Whatever. Ew, girl. Not only that, but I was told that, and I never, I never watched it because I just, I can't support that in right with this part. But I was told with the ping pong shows that they also shove like live animals in their yeah yeah, in, yeah girl live like birds, fish, yes. shit. Yeah, I've never, girl. I think the same accord as far as that because I was like I'm not spending my money to support that. But you no, know. girl. Yeah, I, I listen. Even, I'm all the way here for a bitch shooting ping pongs out her pussy yeah. and smoking with her pussy or whatever the fuck. Listen, but when you add an animal, a live animal to the mix, no, nah, miss me with that. But so, so I love like, there were all these sex toys available, whatever. I was like, I'm not buying this shit. It didn't even look clean to me. So I was like, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Dick from whomever I decide to court or no. Whomever I allow to (laughs) court me. Who the fuck? Because I'm not courting these niggas, period. True. Yeah. But I mean, masturbation definitely came into play a lot because it's just like, you have to fucking figure out how to maneuver the dating scene. You have to fucking figure that shit out stateside. The fuck? Well, that's exactly why I was like so curious because I'm just like, how the fuck do you do that when you're traveling? You know, it's tough, you know? I mean, I just think, you know, after after you're there, you just like, all right, this is what's here. Yeah. You go out enough to see what is available. You get on little dating sites and motherfuckers hollered at me a lot. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, here we go again. And I'm like, (laughs) sorry. You know, and so it's like you eventually figure out how to fucking maneuver the shit. You decide what you like, what you don't like, what you will and won't accept. Yeah. Um, and then you're okay. I mean, I've had men that I've had back at my apartment and they've literally like, okay, my dick is out. And I'm like, for what? They're like, well, I want to fuck. And I'm like, well, you're not fucking me. Like, I don't know what the fuck made you think. Right. right. Like, seriously. And that was actually... I remember specifically that was a dude that was from Texas that was a basketball player. And I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, like, so really, you nigga, you really don't know what. Come on now, yeah. like, My come thing, on, you got no excuse. I think a lot of them get used to being abroad, and so women like throw themselves at them. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, I'm like one of the only black men here, so she's definitely gonna be thirsty as fuck, right? No. I'm still very not. selective. I'm not fucking anybody that just has a dick. Right. I'm not doing that shit. 
Because I'll go do other things before I do that. Sir. Okay, okay. Girl, I'm like, shit. I did not know this about going to Thailand and getting arrested because, girl, your girl definitely traveled with her dildo. So <laughs> I mean, I'm like, shit, I was going to get arrested? Oh, shit. Well, the shit that I was reading, like, I don't know. Like I said, that was like 2014, 2015. Yeah. So I don't even know if it was credible or not. But oh, right. Mind, I was like, I don't, I don't have time. Yeah, this but you're like, like, I'm not even about to test it. Abroad. I'm not yeah. about to be locked up abroad. I can't no. deal with that shit. No, 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 no. You no. guys... Being locked up abroad is not... Mind you, I don't know, because I was... Your girl... (laughs) Okay, I'm not trying to... Listen, I'm not about to be like... Was that one fucking movie with uh, Claire Danes when then she got locked her ass up in fucking Bangkok? There's a fucking movie where it's her, it's Claire Danes and Kate Kate Beckendale, Beckendale, whatever the fucking name is, and they go to Thailand and they get like... they, They end up being like... They got tricked into being drug mules. And broke down palace. That's what it's called. Broke down palace. And they end up going to jail in Thailand. And it's a whole movie, bitch. And it just is like, whoo, girl. That movie scarred me for life. So I'm like, I'm not about to fuck with the Thai government. So the the Thai, hell no. But I mean, on any level. Oh, and then like this dude, um, he was on a podcast. I forgot. He's like somewhat of like a mini celebrity or some shit. He wrote this book, but he was like telling a story that he went to Dubai and girl, he went to Dubai. And when I tell you, Dubai is so fucking strict when it comes to like, they have a zero, 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 zero tolerance there. And he had like in his pocket, like just from like, I don't know, it just like fucking like some bud like fell in his pocket or whatever. And he just had like the remnants of like, you know, some like cannabis, like some, mm-hmm. some, some weed in his pocket. He had like, I think he had like two or three seeds like at the bottom of his pocket. And he got arrested. He got, he got put in jail for like a year or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, they are not fucking around overseas, guys. So it's just like, so the fact that you did your research and everything, like, no, you were smart for that. You were smart for that. Yeah, but like, then, like, I got there and I was like, oh, woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, girl. I mean, and that's the thing. You can buy sex toys. It, like, Thailand's got a very seedy, very underground, like, sexy. Girl, it's sex not even underground. It. True. Not it's, underground. It's out in the open. That's very like, true. It's yeah. not... Especially like in very like um high touristy places like that I would go and bang. Silom Road. Yeah, like you you see this shit all the time. Yeah, like soy cowboy. I remember specifically there were like um some lady boys on mm-hmm. like the corner, and there were some like white European men walking past. And they like were grabbing, like groping them, bending over on them. And the men got so mad. And I'm just like, but if you, if you know where the fuck you're coming, you can't get mad at shit like that. Yeah. You know where the fuck you're coming. Yeah. And if you don't, then you should do some more research. Right. Because you can't like disrespect where their shit is at, what they always do. That's what they do. Wherever the fuck you been. Yeah. And like the lady, so like the lady boys guys is like, um, you know, basically, if you go to parts of like the Philippines or Thailand, you know, you know, that's very predominant there. So mm-hmm. lady boys is basically what you're saying. It's, you know, in the Thai term, it's called gutu. They call it gutu. Like, and it's like basically, you know, men that have, you know, dressed up themselves super, super like a lady. They like have makeup. And in some of them, some of the lady boys there are super beautiful. Like fine as hell. A lot of fine as hell. And they fully got a whole dick underneath their skirt. So I'm like, oh Lord. But they are fine. Is a lot of men be going. 
And that's and that's what they go. They know that that's out there, and they seek that out. Literally, will pay to fuck them. Yeah, yeah. There is a very there's a lot of men that like that shit. So, hey, props to you. And I think that's why a lot of men go to Thailand for these, you know, like experiences that they cannot have where they're from. I'm not knocking it. Um, But my thing is, don't come here and then try to disrespect the shit. You know? Oh, absolutely. Have respect. Absolutely. It's annoying. it's annoying as hell. Fuck it, Don't girl. go anywhere and try to disrespect anybody's culture or what they do or what you know that they're known for. Yeah. So important, guys. Like, I feel like, and that's something that I feel like as travelers, it's kind of like, we just know better, you know what I'm saying? Because we just like go to so many fucking places and experience so many different mm-hmm. cultures. But like that, nothing irks me more than a person that's just, like, ignorant to, like, going somewhere and they just, like, don't... Like, a lot of people will, like, parts of the world, like, for example, tipping, right? Tipping is a custom that's here in America that it's not actually in other parts of the world. In Australia, you don't tip. They don't tip in Australia, right? It's just because the people that... The baristas and the server, they get a higher rate. They get paid very well, right? So they don't need a tip and they don't actually rely on tip, whereas here in America servers rely on tip they need that so like they would they would be pissed when they would get people from like other parts of the world where they don't tip and then they would come and they would go to restaurants in in america and they would leave without tipping because that's not their culture to tip Mm -hmm. but it's like it goes both ways sweetie you know what i'm saying you gotta do your research when you're there exactly yeah it goes both ways and i do i do when i'm like in another country or another part of the world i'm like let me research like okay what's a good tip here okay and then i do what i do whatever it's I mean, even aside from just like tipping, like just researching cultural customs, because I feel like a lot of shit that we do here is like not acceptable in other parts of the world. <laughs> oh, I think we are very open. We are a very free culture. Everybody else isn't like that. Right. Right. You I mean, know? going to going to temples in Thailand, right? So yes. like you yeah. need to, women cannot be wearing booty shorts wear at a Thai temple. You can't be out. Like no. I even had one, I was in Indonesia and I had on a tank top that was brown. So it was very like kind of close to my ah. family. Couldn't come in. And the guy that was like my tour guy, he was like, no, she has on a shirt. They were like, no. And like, <laughs> luckily I had like a backpack purse. And so I had like all this shit in there. So yeah. I could wear a scarf like around me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you can't wear your shorts. You know, you can't have your ass cheeks out, which I do both. When I- <laughs> <laughs> That's the hair dress. Listen, where you, hey, yeah. it, it's acceptable in places. Let's just be real, yeah. but not everywhere, right? <laughs> not everywhere. Yeah. Right. So, like you can't have your shoulders out. Your chest can't be out. Yeah. If I'm just going out, for a night out in Bangkok, that's totally fine. Right. You go to a temple in Bangkok, no ma'am, it's yeah. not happening. And yeah. it makes sense. You respect the fucking shit, period. Right, exactly. I mean, when you go, like a lot of foreigners will don't know that. So like they'll be out there in their booty shorts and stuff because it's hot. It's hot as fuck. So I get it too. You know what I'm saying? It's hot yeah. as hell. So what they'll do is if you go to the temple in Thailand, they'll actually have like wraps and like dresses and things, scar- things that will, you know, cover you up. So while you're in the temple, you can respect the top, the temple. Cause yeah. that's something to them. That's very sacred. You know, if you just go up in there and with your titties out, like that's so disrespectful to them. So Yeah. So at least they, they do that now because um, they know people already just aren't ready yeah, for that yeah. shit. And so. then even like with taking your shoes off, like I remember going to one temple, like people got mad because they had to take their shoes off. And I'm just like, uh, seriously, like just respect the shit. Yes. Take your fucking shoes off. 
God. And for me, I think that's why when I started going places um, where I knew like that was a thing, I would take like a bigger bag because I would yeah. have like stuff in there to cover up. I could put my shoes in my bag. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. about to disrespect anybody's culture just because I feel comfortable having my shorts on and my shoulders out and my shoes on. Right. No. And right. that's how, you know, a lot of Americans, I think culturally, a lot of people like us, maybe not now, considering what has been happening for the past few years. <laughs> um, but people look at us as being very entitled. Yeah. You know, like this, because we'll go to different countries and we get mad at their customs and we don't want to abide by them. Right. Not we as in me or you. Right. In general. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of Americans are just very entitled. hundred percent agree with you. It's ridiculous. hundred percent. It is it's very ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's so important what you said about it is super important, guys, when you do travel to respect the culture. I'm so happy you said that because that's something that is not talked about enough because it's like yeah you can go and travel the world and everything like that but there is also a level of respect that you should have when you're traveling too um because it like you know and that's like if you don't want and that's the thing is like if you don't want to get in trouble or don't want to fucking get you know beat up at a fucking bar and shit like just you just never fucking know people that we don't like the the world is not run in america like the way it is in america everywhere else in the world it's just not it's just really not. Yeah. So do your research, do your research, you know, find your tribe. Your tribe looks out for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, I'm sure like, like that's kind of how things went when I was traveling. I would meet people up. They're like, hey, you should go here. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? How is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's dope. But don't do this. Don't do that. Or watch out for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of being aware. I mean, know? yeah. And I definitely keep me your head on a fucking swivel. Here. Oh, yeah. I mean, me and you. I'm from Chicago. You're from Indiana. Like, we are always... Like, for me, it don't matter where I go. I watch my bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always like... "Mm." That's a common misconception I feel like people have about, oh my God, Indiana, like Indianapolis. No. Because motherfuckers here will mark your ass. Yeah. So, you know, people like Indiana, cornfields and farms. I don't even know where a cornfield or a farm is at. (laughs) But I do know where you can get shot. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, So, no. It's like... You know, I keep my head on a swivel here mm-hmm. as I do anywhere else. Same. Yeah. You know, I think maybe I might be a little bit more on alert when I'm out of the country just because it's literally foreign as fuck to me. Yeah. But I'm very alert everywhere that I go. That is and so I think important. being a woman, oh, especially yeah. a woman of color, honey. You guys, we have to be so careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, fucking it's, careful. It, it's a must. It's a must. Yeah, Sabrina, but, I love talking to you. Like seriously, I could be here all fucking night talking about this. We're just gonna have to have you back because it was amazing. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed Sabrina on because she is just like got so much like stories and just like experiences. Like we both live this kind of very nomadic travel life, so that's why I want to have her on. Uh, so we could just share a little bit of like just like some of our experiences because some people just don't realize that this is that's that it's a thing. You know, so that's kind of why I want to have you on. But before that, let me go ahead and give you the quote of the day. And I picked the quote kind of, you know, in real, in relation to what we're, you know, travel and like the things we talked about. So here it is. You will never be completely at home again because part of your heart always will be somewhere else. That is the price you pay for the richness of loving and knowing people in more than one place. And that is by Miriam Adini. 
girl, fucking facts. <laughs> yes, right? Oh How God. true to what we were just talking about, right? Our facts. people that helped us travel and like, you know, our tribe that we found traveling is just so important. So, Sabrina, you're the shit. I fucking love you, girl. I can't, you know, it's been so nice catching up. Like, I haven't seen Sabrina in a long time. We haven't caught up in a long time. So this was really nice and genuine, guys. Uh, but yeah, Sabrina, please, at this time, if you have any like plugs, tell people where they can find you if they want to follow your travel photos on Instagram or Facebook. Tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so my Instagram is just my name, my first and last name, Sabrina Boyette, B-O-Y-E-T-T, and that's it. Um, yeah, I'm really just there on Facebook. I don't really deal with anything else at this point because I don't care that much anymore. I need you to go on Twitter though. Like you would be lit to watch no, to follow on Twitter. My Twitter. Oh my god, look at my cat. Trying Hi, to- baby. Lucy. Hi. Oh, he's so cute. My baby. Aww. Um. So yeah, I do have my Twitter that I had from college. It's all of my social media shit is just Sabrina Boyette. Okay. I will put all this in the show notes so you guys can follow her. I just never tweet anymore because I'm You, we have to try to get, Joy said she needs to go back on too. So I'm like, come on. I want to try to like, cause we've been like missing out girl. Twitter is like, especially black Twitter. It's like so good. I, I see yeah. it. Like people send me shit from Twitter all the time. Yeah. I'm just like, it's just I more work. Follow. Maybe I need to unfollow people and then follow new people. Yeah. If you do like follow me and we'll like, you know, get back in. Cause bitch, when, when it comes to the verses and when you just live tweet with the verses is so much fun. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. And Keisha Colin Ashanti, they're doing theirs again. Or yeah. Since I never did it. Right, right. Because Ashanti yeah. was like out in these streets getting COVID like, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Girl. Girl, yes. I, I feel like that will be, that's going to be interesting. I want to watch that one too. I really do. Yeah, I'm going to be like. coming up soon, I think. Yeah, it's coming up. So, yeah. It's Sabrina Boyette. Okay, guys. You lure me back into Twitter, then I'll try. I want you to because you're so funny. Like you would be really good on Twitter to follow. You guys, you guys all, you guys all follow her on Instagram and then tell her to go on Twitter too, so we can all. They're gonna block me. (laughs) No, they're not. I'll be talking shit, Kim. I love it. It, I live for your fucking shit talking. Everybody does it. (laughs) Whatever, bitch. That's why you you gonna have a tribe though that fucks with your shit, like me. Anyways, anyway, Sabrina. Yeah, girl, there is always a try for us. Shit, fuck that. Right? The Kimboology listeners out there, they fucks with us. Heavy AF. Uh, As always, though, guys, thank you so, so fucking much for listening every week. Uh, Please subscribe and leave us comments on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify. We're on Good Pods now. I think there's another platform that we're on, Pod. Pocket Cast, I did find that we were on that too. So you can listen to us literally anywhere. Um, but yeah, you can always send your Q&As, your questions and answers to uh, Podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, guys, please follow Sabrina. She's so funny. She's got really dope travel photos. She's moving to Houston soon. So I'm sure we're going to see all the fuck, fuckery that she's going to get into. The, over Absolutely. The <laughs> Out in the fucking Houston streets. I feel like you would be very perfect for Houston. Child, this shit about to be lit. And I'm I, yeah, I'm going to look forward to that. I'll come visit you. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right, guys. So that's it for this week. And as always, I love you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Say bye, bye Sabrina. Bye. bye. <laughs>